What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Monday, December 18th, 20 and 23. And the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock talking plenty of Texas Longhorn sports. Of course, the Texas volleyball team wins another national championship. We'll talk some Texas football. The Longhorns picked up a big get in the transfer portal. Texas basketball got a win over the weekend. Plenty of good from the 40 acres, and we'll dive into all of it. Plus, some NFL recap. The Dallas Cowboys lay an egg in Buffalo. The Houston Texans beat the Houston Oilers yesterday, and so much more. We are locked, we are loaded, and we are ready to roll here on a Monday. Good morning, Buck. Good morning to you, BK. We got a natty, too. How bad? How about that? Over back the to back. Back to back. Man, yeah. what a volleyball team. I'm telling you, they put on a show yesterday. Hell, they put on a show all season long. And that and was a hard group they played. That was a tough group. Well, they didn't look very tough yesterday. No, they, they got I mean, dominated. Yeah, Texas smoked them. A sweep in the national championship match of number one, Nebraska. Nebraska was the best team in the country all season long. They only lost once all year. And not only did Texas beat them yesterday, but they beat them down. It was a sweep. And the second and third sets weren't even close. No. I mean, this was clinical. It looked like a scrimmage for Jared Elliott's part. Yeah, I, I don't know if that group from Nebraska gave up or just gave in. Or they couldn't help themselves. They just got beat up. It is. It looked more like a, it looked more like a scrimmage game than a national championship game for the Longhorns. But congratulations to them. And good morning to the soldiers at Port Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. Thank you very much. Be safe out there. We're one week away from Christmas Day on a Monday. Monday. Mm. That's okay. Yeah. That's a long weekend then, right? That's right. That it is. Yeah. I mean, you get Saturday and Sunday off, and then you get Monday off. And then if your employer is nice, you're going to get Tuesday off. I always feel like the day after Christmas should be a day off as well. Cause, like you the know, day after the Super Bowl should be the day off that Monday? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Because you're drinking. You're getting after it. You're out with friends and family. Yeah. And you're not going to bed early after the why, Super Bowl. Why not stop there? Why don't just make it Wednesday too? Let's go. Let's go. Hey. If Texas was playing in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl like Texas Tech was, then we'd all be off work all of next week. There you go. Right? Nice victory, though, Tech. Way yeah, good go. job, Tech. Yeah, that was easy money. That's the type of game that Tech really cares about. And well, now all of their fans are thinking, we're going to run the Big 12 next year. Next year. That's right. Next you know, year. They say, that, next year. they say that at the end of every season. Yes. I, I feel like. Uh, Jerry Maguire's speech too, and I'm like, "Come on, high schooler, cut, cut it out." Oh, did he give a big speech? Oh, after they, the showed the, they showed it on national TV before they went out. I'm like, "Dude, come on with that high school rah rah stuff. Let's go, let's go hey. play your go play your bowl game. Get back to the slots and let's go." Hey, I'm glad he did it because my cousin was on Texas Tech. Yeah, I mine's was too. Thank you very much. Good <laughs> so job, thank you Jerry. very much. Maguire, show me the money, like Jerry Maguire. Yes. Appreciate that, my friend. Uh, yeah, look, if Texas wasn't playing in, you know, the college football playoff, then maybe we'd have a few more days off next week. But we'll get Monday and we'll get Tuesday off next week. And then, of course, we all systems go for Texas and Washington. 
Uh, we've got a few more exciting announcements to make in regards to our New Orleans coverage over the course of this week. And uh, we are excited to be out there amongst the people yes. on January 1st. And obviously, we hope we have a trip to Houston to make the week after that. But, hey, a uh, pretty good weekend yes, for Texas fans. You know, we're not we're not hanging our heads on this Monday with all of the good things that happened at the University of Texas. Oh, my goodness. Over the last few years. It was fabulous. Days. We started out last week on the road, of course, and then we – we ended up on a Saturday at the uh, Blue Santa event, and that was fantastic. And yeah. thank you to all the folks there. We got that was I mean that was my first time meeting the interim chief and the great handshake that she has. Wow, she crushed you, didn't you? Got her back. I got her back. Yeah, interim police chief Robin Henderson, who was one of the very special guests that we had join us at Operation Blue Santa Delivery Day on Saturday. Uh, yeah, she was the first guest we had, and we met her a few minutes before we got on the air. It was cold in the morning, too, man. It was chilly out there, and she stuck her hand out for a handshake, and, wow. dude, she gripped that bitch. <laughs> I mean, my God, my hand is still shaking a little uh, bit from that one. And she didn't let go. Like, I tried to pull out. Oh, I, well, I got to be careful. You pull away that. from her, yeah. Yeah, pull away. Thank yeah. you. I tried to pull away. And she just wouldn't let go. Like, it was a firm handshake, but it was a lasting handshake, too. So she got me good the first time around. But then right before we left, uh, I shook her hand again. And this time, I, got her going, back. I went hard and I went raw right into the police. <laughs> and we got her good, man. Was didn't, good let go, didn't let go? No, no, no. You could feel, feel her fingers. Mine's crumbled around her handshake. I shook her hand. And I was expecting a firm handshake from the police chief. But when my fingers started to crumble behind the other fingers, I'm like, okay, Chief, you can let this thing go now. You can let it go, please. It's starting to hurt. Mommy, mommy. I was like, and it was it was cold in the morning, and she had my hand. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, Chief, come on now. After the, those first handshakes, she was probably thinking, like, both of us are scrubs. You know? I know. A couple of bums that I just shook hands with. And now I got to go on their radio show. What is wow. this? She was good. She was fantastic. It was good to have her on. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Think it's the folks from Academy came on. It was great. Yeah, I've got a pretty firm handshake, but uh, first time around, she got me good, man. She put me in my place a little bit. And you weren't expecting. I was, I was expecting a firm handshake from the chief of police, but I, I wasn't expecting – the dude handshake like that, like oh. construction worker. I mean, I got it. I mean, I got like, I'm like, here's a firm one. Cause I'm going to give, I always do the firm. I give a good firm one. But when my fingers started to crumble in the back and I almost dislocated my small finger, I'm like, damn, what if I dislocate my finger? Is she going to go, she going to shoot me on sight? Come on, yeah. wussy man. I know. Well, I made sure to get a good second handshake in. So next time I get pulled over, I can name drop her. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I know the chief. And That's I went, right. I went in hard on the chief. <laughs> right. With my That's hands great. on the handshake. Yeah, that's a top, that's like a top 10 handshake I think I've ever oh. gotten in my entire life. Like there are a few handshakes that I've gotten that I just remember. Uh, one of them's from Lifetime Longhorn Kenny Sims. Oh, he's another one? Former number one overall pick. Probably the biggest hand that I've ever shaken in my entire life. Like at a mid? Oh my God! I mean, I've, I've, around you. I've met that guy a few times because he's close with Chip and he's close with Harge, uh, and he's a great dude, man. I, I love that guy. But the first time I shook his hand, I'm like, "Geez, I couldn't even see my hand in there. He just swallowed that thing up whole. That was good." And then Juan and a million. I don't know if you've ever been to that place, Buck. It's on the east side. Fantastic Mexican breakfast joint, and the guy, the owner, 
is like known for having a great handshake. And it's just, it's incredible, dude. He hits every single time. He comes in from way back here. No, like, really? Like a snake, dude. Just snaps at you. <laughs> like and, a snake? And gets you every time. And dude, I like, when I was in college, I tried to pull a fast one on him. You know what the kids do? They'll like stick your hand out. Oh, yeah. Stick your hand out and then you'll go. You know, to try oh, to be cool. He caught it though. I tried. He caught it, but he knew I was trying to do it. He caught it too, and he's like, "No, gave me the Mutombo finger <laughs> wag." Gave you the Mutombo, huh? I'm like, "Oh man, there's certain handshakes that you just you never forget." And uh, yeah, now the chief, she was great. She was awesome. That whole event was awesome. And shout out to everybody who came out and and did their part. All the volunteers, great wow. work. Yeah, yeah, a tremendous event every single year. Fifty one years for Operation Blue Santa here in the Austin area, and that thing's going to go for another 51. Man. Wow. They, uh, they've got it figured out, and uh, props to everybody. And you can still donate, by the way, bluesanta.org, if you want to uh, right. make a difference for kiddos in the Austin area this holiday season. Just uh, head over to that website, bluesanta.org, and uh, you can find out about how to donate money, but also how to donate your time as well. And thanks to Cassie, and she brought her head. She had her staff over there. Those dudes from Academy were out early. They were like, damn, what do we what what time is it here? It's a Saturday. Yeah. Are we supposed to be off? I'm telling you, man. They were man. there. They were giving out, how about they were giving out candy canes too? They were. They were, they were. Yep. Our friends Thank at you. Academy oh. Sports and Outdoors making it happen. So a tremendous weekend. We've got a lot in store over the next couple of weeks as well. We appreciate you guys. Yeah, I gotta, some- I've got to also thank uh Chuck and Larry over at Moonshine for having us for lunch yes. too. Always yep. to those folks. So we got the we got the brunch treatment, and you had waffles and waffles and pancakes. What'd you have? Waffles and chicken, right? Chicken and waffles. Chicken yeah. waffles. Never had it. Never have never done it. But I saw your plate. That thing's massive. I mean, yeah, it's man. like six pieces of chicken, three or four waffles. I'm like, how do how do you do this at lunch? What is it? Is it a brunch? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's a lot of food right there. Did you leave anything behind? No, I ate all that thing. Here I am eating trout in the middle of the afternoon. I'm watching you guys eat that. I'm like, trout's like for dinner, Buck. Why don't we try something different there? I've yeah. never had chicken and waffles before. It was awesome. You should have tried some of mine. Now, there's enough food to go around. I should have tried some of everybody's. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I had a little holiday get-together on Saturday at Moonshine Patio Bar and Grill. And a fun event. Took a picture, posted it on social media. A little holiday card for the team at Texas Sports Unfiltered. But, uh, yeah, shout out to our friends at Moonshine Patio Bar and Grill for a tremendous, tremendous dining experience. Go there. If you got family coming to town for the next few weeks for the holidays, uh, make sure you take them to Moonshine. They've got the downtown location. They've got the Avery Ranch location. You're always going to have a great, great meal. Yeah, and we were were back in the the Sunday house. You know, that's that's a historic area right there. I mean, that's where the carriages used to come, the— Farmer's Market, the whole works. We're going to find out much more about that because uh, Paula Duck Bo Paul wants them to be a part of the tour since they're right beside it. But I've got pictures on it, as you can see it down at the uh, the center there. So it's so funny. Still, oh. I drove by that over the weekend. So funny seeing our mugs on the side of that duck boat. Wow. Amazing. All right, let's uh, really dive into sports. We'll get back into the volleyball team. We've got some audio for Jared Elliott and from Asia O'Neill and from a very salty Nebraska coach, John Cook, who uh, pulled a Patrick Mahomes in defeat yesterday. Oh, he didn't take it like a man, did he? Pretty bad look for him. Uh, We'll get you that in a little bit. But, of course, congrats to the Texas volleyball team. 
But also Texas football buck, the Longhorns struck gold over the weekend. Texas picking up a commitment from transfer wide receiver Matthew Golden coming from the University of Houston. Uh, Golden spent the last two years at the University of Houston, caught 13 combined touchdowns in those two seasons. Had a pretty good game against Texas earlier this year. I think seven catches for 88 yards in that Texas win down in H-Town. But Golden, a former high four-star recruit, he was offered by Texas out of high school, but pretty late. He ended up signing with the University of Houston, but now a couple of years later, uh, Texas gets him. And this is a big get. Look, the Longhorns need wide receiver help. It's pretty well documented at this point. We know Jordan Whittington is gone after this year. He can't come back. And it sure as hell feels like that both Xavier Worthy and Adonai Mitchell will be gone, even though they can come back. So Texas probably losing its top three wide receivers. They needed to bring in at least one impact player from the transfer portal yes and look I, i'm not going to sit here and promise you that matthew golden is going to be the second coming of ad mitchell but he's a guy who has produced at high level college football guy who's got some skins on the wall guy who's got some experience and a guy who's got some talent who should be able to come in here and help this team in 2024 yeah he's a guy with track speed so he can go and he can catch which is very yeah. important so i mean you needed to go to the portal and find one of those guys that's going to take somebody's spot and then you hope that some of your young guys and, you know, you've got a five-star wide receiver that's coming here. You got to think that this five-star coming out of high school, he's a big kid. He's not he's not a five-seven kid speedster. He's a big old kid that can play. So everybody in the world wanted him. So he's one of those guys that probably wouldn't be here for the entire time anyway. So to add that with it, now you're probably looking for one more out of the transfer portal. So, and, and then you're ready to roll for, you know, 2024. You know, you, you just... As I said, this is not this is plug and play now. This is not plug and depth. This has nothing to do with depth anymore in Texas. This is when you go to the transfer portal, you get players now. You're looking for players that can play. Yep. And Matthew Golden is a player that can play. And you look at Texas's wide receiver room right now and the guys that we expect to be a part of it in 2024. Eight total catches for all of the receivers we think will be back next year. And that includes the three freshmen that Texas has committed, including the five-star Ryan Wingo. Why don't you just go ahead and throw the tight end there, include him, and so now you get maybe 12 total catches. Yeah, well, Gunnar Helm, I think, uh, has more than eight catches this year. So Gunnar Helm helps raise the uh, returning production for Texas pass catchers. But you're right. I mean, Jatavion Sanders is probably off to the NFL, too. So you're going to have to replace him. Uh, yeah, even if you do include Gunnar Helm, it's still a very, very low yes. number for returning production for from the Texas pass catching group. And all eight of those wide receiver catches are from Jonte Cook. Right? They've got a few other underclassmen coming back, but none of those guys have played a whole hell of a lot. No. So, and we know Isaiah Nayor is transferring. We know Casey Kane is transferring. Those guys actually did have some catches during their college careers. And they were obviously at Wyoming. Only had one catch at Texas. But Casey Kane had a few catches. Hell, he was great in the Alamo Bowl against Washington last year. Uh, but those guys we know will not be back in 2024. So, yeah, eight combined career yeah. catches before getting Matthew Golden. Now Matthew Golden's got like 70-something catches. So that, uh, once again, helps with the experience factor, which you need, but also helps with the talent deal, too. And you talked about it. Track guy in high school, 100-meter uh, guy, long jumper, really, really good athlete, had tons of high-profile offers coming out of high school, was garnering a lot of interest in the transfer portal after a couple of years of college. And he still has two years 
of eligibility, which is really, really good. Now, hey, I think in the perfect world, maybe Matthew Golden comes in here and does what A.D. Mitchell does and plays so damn well that he's a borderline first-round pick in the 2025 draft, and he's gone after just one season. But uh, either way, man, now this this is a really, really good player. Santa came early for for Texas football this year, and, and they struck gold, I think, with Matthew Golden. Yeah, we need to try to find some of those portal kids out there in the in the in the pack too. You know, mm. USC. I know they're headed to Ohio. I mean, headed to the Big Ten, but there's got to be some guys that are just not going to be excited about being a part of that deal, even though it's Lincoln Riley. Somebody can't have with so many receivers, and they've got a bunch. They had a bunch of young ones this year. That's why they struggle so much. Yeah. They struggle a little. I mean, late in the season, those guys kind of hit the wall as as a wide receiver group, but they are talented. So. Somebody's got to be unhappy out there. Somebody needs to make a move. I don't know where USC is going. Like, they're going to lose Caleb Williams, obviously. And he's already announced that he's opting out of the bowl game. I think it's the Holiday Bowl that USC is Yes, they are. In. They're in the, um, the Texas used to be bowl. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people thought next in line for USC was going to be Malachi Nelson who was the five-star they brought in this past year, who was the top QB in the country, according to some recruiting outlets, and he just entered the portal yesterday, which is crazy, and there's a belief that USC is going after former K-State quarterback Will Howard. Yes, that Will Howard, who Texas saw and beat a few months ago. So, yeah, I don't know. USC, big transition period for them. Next year feels like a big year for Lincoln Riley, assuming no he kidding. does come back to USC. I mean, there's still some NFL murmurs, so maybe he considers taking a job in the league if somebody in the league wants him. Like the Chargers? All right, right, right. Uh, I don't know. Get out while you can. Right. Well, USC was so bad this year, and Lincoln Riley still has not shown the ability to coach a team with a good defense. So I don't know. I don't know how high his NFL stock is right now. Maybe it is. Maybe somebody will take a chance on him. But uh, if he does come back to SC, obviously with the move to the Big Ten and having to replace uh, last year's Heisman winner, it's going to be tough. And it's a weird sort of time for USC. So they've already is. lost a couple of guys. They lost really Brown to the portal. He is a receiver. Uh, some reported interest with Texas. I don't think he's committed anywhere yet. But yeah, Malachi Nelson, their uh, former five-star QB, who once again, people thought was going to replace Caleb Williams. He decided to enter the portal too. So weird times for uh, the visor boy. Yeah, that's 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 a tough situation for for him, you know. There are a lot of coaches that made it difficult on themselves. You know, he's one of them towards the end of the season with the way that team played. But he's always going to be that way defensively. That's just until he can just hire, you know, I mean, you get to the NFL, you're going to hire, they're going to give you money enough to get the best of the best. You know, I, I don't think Dan Quinn has helped himself. He didn't help himself yesterday. Speaking of guys that hurt themselves as assistants, I think yesterday hurt him a little bit too. Uh, I think I think if Dan Quinn wants a head coaching job, he's going to get one. I mean, yesterday, yesterday sucked, and the Cowboys got embarrassed in Buffalo. There's no way around that. But I think Dan Quinn's put enough on tape over the last few years in mm. Dallas, where, uh, yeah, now he 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 probably could have gotten a job last year if he. Oh wanted. no, there's no doubt about last year. Oh no, that was his year. His year was to get out to me was last year. Get okay. the hell out of there. The Cowboys' defense statistically has been better this year than it was last year, despite. Wow yesterday's embarrassment uh, at the hands of the Bills. So, yeah, I think Dan Quinn's probably fine. I mean, we'll, we'll see how many jobs are open in the NFL, too. We know the Chargers will be open. Feels like New England is going to be open. Uh, Carolina is already open. They fired Frank Reich, like, two months into his first season out there. 
Are there any other jobs that are open right now in the NFL? I mean, a few more will undoubtedly come open after the year. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you would think Cleveland's starting to wear out their welcome, but they made a bounce back with the old stud quarterback, Joe Flacco, back. Yeah, well, he sucked yesterday. Come on, Flacco. They still won that game because they were playing the lowly Bears, but Joe Flacco, after getting the reworked contract in Cleveland wow. through three interceptions Come yesterday. Come on, Joe. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe Cleveland opens up with Stefanski, but I honestly think he's done a pretty good job considering how much it's time Sean Watson has missed and considering that Nick Chubb has missed most of the year. Like, I think Stefanski has probably earned himself. Well, the Bears will year. tell you they're they're still keeping the same dude, but no. Bears need to fire Eberflus. Uh, our man CB says Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta after losing to Carolina yesterday, yes. Arthur Arthur Smith or Arthur Blank, whichever one's not the owner, uh, that, that guy's <laughs> got to be fired. Yeah, so there will be a few more jobs. But, yeah, I, I think Dan Quinn's Dan Quinn's stock is higher than Lincoln Riley's right now, I would think. Uh, so I, it, it's probably safe to assume Lincoln is back at USC, and it's obviously going to be a weird year for them. But you're already seeing some attrition from that SC program. And once again, Will Howard, a lot of smoke to that rumor. Wow. That, uh, Will Howard could be next man up for SC at as they As they enter the Big Ten with Will Howard? Yeah. Well, he, he kind of reminds you of a Big Ten quarterback, Sporta. doesn't he? Yeah, like yeah. old Michigan quarterback, yes. I think Will Howard's very good, but, God, to give up on Malachi Nelson. and Maybe that kid sucks just because he was a five-star doesn't mean he was good. We, we've seen plenty of five stars not pan out, especially at quarterback uh, in recent college football. So maybe Lincoln Riley saw him and it's just like, yeah, shit, this guy's not who we thought he was. Uh, but on paper, it's like to give up on that guy with that much hype for Will Howard. Uh, yeah, I was I was very surprised when when the kid from Oklahoma decided to leave there and not go to USC. Uh, Lefty. Lefty. Oh, oh, Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, I was really surprised. I thought he'd end up at USC. If, if you know, if anywhere anybody were to leave that place, I thought he'd slide right in there with Lincoln Riley. Well, he never was coached. He was never with. Him. That's right. He wasn't with him. Yeah, yeah, he never yeah. was with him. There wasn't that natural fit right there, and uh, he ended up going to Oregon, which obviously is going to the Big Ten too. Um, but uh, yeah, no, there was no natural fit there for for Dylan Gabriel, and thankfully Texas won't have to see that little Hawaiian lefty dude ever again because no. he uh, he gave us some problems this year for sure. One more thing on Matthew Golden here, Buck. Uh, our guy Jeff Howe, who you can hear today from 11 to noon on It's Only an Hour with Jordan Scruggs, uh, he put up a pretty good piece over at Horns 24-7 just talking about the type of impact Matthew Golden might be able to make here in Austin. Matthew Golden's target share, according to Pro Football Focus, in Houston's offense last year was 16.2%. Uh, Texas really gives the ball to its number one receivers a lot more. Xavier Worthy this year, his target share was 27.6%. Aldenai Mitchell's was 19.1%. So you think about the opportunity there. Like Matthew Golden put up pretty good numbers. Once again, 13 touchdowns in his first two years at Houston. Uh, he's going to be the number one or number two option for the Longhorns next no season. He's going to get more targets. He's in a better offense. Steve Sarkeesian, a much better coach than Dana Holgerson. One of those guys is still employed. The other one's not. If you don't believe me, just look at that. Uh, Quinn Ewers is a better quarterback than what Houston had, although Donovan Smith 
pretty solid. And God, he plays well against Texas. But if Quinn Ewers is back, like that's another benefit for Matthew Golden. So just better talent around him, more of a focal point in this offense. If you look at Matthew Golden's numbers and you're like, ah, it's not that impressive. I think we all have reason to believe that those numbers are going to shoot sure. up when he gets to this Texas offense with Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, no, he'll make him one of the focal points. Yeah. If he's if he's all that, there's nobody else that's on this on this squad coming back. But if the other guys decide to leave like that kid, there's none of them. They're yeah. all just solid receivers. They're not great receivers. You're not expecting them to catch 60 and 70 balls. There's nobody else that's at the wide receiver. I mean, Cook's not even going to be that guy. I mean, he's going to be he's going to be a, you know, 30, 30 hopefully if that guy catches 35 passes, you'd be excited. And you're number two, you know? For Jonte? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to expect from Jonte Cook. Like, I hope it's more than that. Like, I wouldn't be disappointed with 35 catches, but, like, I, I hope it's more than that. But I just I, – I don't know what he is. Like, he just hasn't played that much this year because Sark doesn't rotate his receivers. So, like, when Jonte Cook was on the field, I feel like he was making some things happen, but he only had eight catches. So – is it fair to expect them to go from eight to 50 or 60 like you're talking about? Well, I, it's, well yeah, if you have nobody else, yeah, you have to make him because he's got that kind of talent. You know, he I catches can't. the ball. He's okay. I mean, he's yeah. – I, I also expect him to be running out of that position too as a running back too. So. Yeah. He he will for sure be a top three receiver for yes. Texas next year. I, I, I just don't know if it's number two or number three. Like I, I think at this moment Matthew Golden is – wide receiver one sure. for the horns in 2024. Once again, assuming that X and AD are both off to the NFL, which feels pretty safe at this point. Um, so yeah, Golden's probably your number one as it stands. But yeah, I, right now, Jonte Cook is your number two. It just depends on if Texas goes out there and adds somebody else from the portal. Like it could be I mean, where it sits right now. You've got you know Matthew Golden, Jonte Cook, and maybe Ryan Wingo. Like those, those might be your top three guys. You've got DeAndre Moore coming back. You've got Ryan Niblett coming back. I mean, there are other guys, of course, that Texas has on its roster. We just haven't seen them. We don't know. We just haven't seen them. So I don't know if it's, you know, the the guys who have been on campus who would be ahead of Ryan Wingo or, hey, Ryan Wingo is a top 10 player in the country for this class of 2024. So maybe he is just that good to where he gets playing time as a, uh, as a true freshman. I'm not quite sure uh, how it's going to work. But once again, I've said it. Since the, I can't say the offseason because we're not there yet, thankfully. Since the transfer portal opened, I felt like Texas was going to add two receivers. I still feel that way. Now, I think they're going after D linemen as well. Uh, I think they're going after safeties as well. Like, those are probably the three top areas of focus from what I've read for this Texas coaching staff in terms of the portal. So it's receiver, it's D line, and it's safety, which you know, I, I think it's fair. Safety obviously makes sense with the struggles that Texas has had there this year. And then with all that Texas is losing on the interior of the, the D right. line, it makes sense to attack that too. So uh, it's not just wide receiver that uh, Sark and company are going after, but yeah, wide receiver, I think is still a uh, relatively high priority for this coaching staff here in the next couple of weeks. We'll yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking at the two, the big studs on defense, defensive linemen. I, I, I could see maybe one of them staying, and it won't be Sweat. He won't be the guy staying. Yeah, Sweat. Sweat's got to go. Yes, he's, um, he'd be. Go- yeah, he's got to go. I think Byron Murphy's gone too. Like he doesn't have to leave, but I think I saw that he accepted an invitation to the Reese's Senior Bowl, which I guess he could renege on that and decide to come back. But I don't know. Like 
That's another guy on that defensive line, taking those hits, taking those cut blocks, doing all that stuff. Go make your money. Yeah. He's, I don't know. Like, look, if Byron Murphy were to come back and still dominate the way he has this year without sweat next to him, yeah, he could elevate his draft stock, but there's some risk in coming back. You risk getting hurt. That's obviously the biggest one. And then it's like, well, yeah, not having an all American sure. right next to you. Like it's going to be a little bit tougher. You're going to get more double teams than you got this year. That's so right. You also uh, potentially run a risk of uh, having a less productive season and your stock dipping a little bit. So, Hey, I, if Byron Murphy comes back, look, I, I'm a Texas fan. Of course I want Byron Murphy back. I hope he returns for one more year in 2024, but uh, I, the iron feels like it's been plugged in for a while for that young man. So if he, if he decides to bowl, I wouldn't blame him. But shoot, I'd, I'd love for you to be right on that deal. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think there is a chance that he'd be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's greater than zero. It's greater than zero. I don't know thank if it's for, greater than for one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's like greater than ten, but it's, uh, it's greater than zero right okay. now. All right, we'll take your thoughts. The uh, Coda text line, 512-222-9328. If you're listening on the app, good morning. Thank you very much for tuning in. 512-222-9328. Apparently, uh, Relique Brown has already signed with Arizona State. So the USC receiver, uh, that that probably explains why there hasn't been much buzz to Texas because he's already uh, committed somewhere Uh, else. I don't think Texas was ever that, that interested in Relique Brown. If they were, I think they would have been able to get him over Arizona State. Uh, but yeah, so scratch that name off the list if he was even on your list. Of course, hit us up on the YouTube comment line as well. Uh, before we go any further, though, Buck, how about some love to some of our sponsors? You no, know, last week I was in all kinds of chairs, and I, I really mi- re- miss my relaxed back chair. You know, my back, you know, I've been searching for the right support for years, folks, and nothing gives me the comfort my back needed. Then, then I discovered relaxed the back. Now I'm living pain free, sold for sure. I miss this chair. I didn't get a chance, you know, even this weekend, my dumb ass sat in the, the couch over there and, and spread out all over the place. But, of course, I sunk down in the couch. But this relaxed back chair has been here for me. It's been here for me for years. And I get all the support my lumbar and my thoracic back needs. And you can, too. They've got all kinds of chairs available for you. We've got those zero-gravity recliners for you now. You've got 20% off those. you got adjustable mattress sets available. Tempur-Pedic uh, sales are there for you. Also, the office chairs, desk, and accessories that you're looking for, especially those pillows for folks that need to have that support under their neck with the pillows for their uh, for their neck region and their um, their thoracic and shoulders. For me, I still got the same old pillow. Maybe I should try one of those Tempur-Pedic pillows one time. Yeah, and I've got mine all beat up. It's like an old rag. I just stick under my head and and sleep on it. But works for me. But not every chair works for me, and I've got a relaxed back chair. Unlike BK, still sitting in that lounge chair that he got from the Yellow Rose, so he needs to change it up. <laughs> Folks, they've got two great locations at the B Caves at the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods, and up north in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Please do live free, live pain free like the buck at Relax the Back. Yeah, check them out online at relaxtheback.com. I got this. If I'd gotten this chair from the Yellow Rose, I wouldn't be sitting in it, dude. <laughs> You'd have to scrub it down, wouldn't you? Oh, man. Well, it depends on who was sitting in it. If it yeah, was on stage, true. then I would be doing something else with it. If it was <laughs> on, in the crowd where all of the low life sit, including yeah. me, then I would uh, I would have thrown it away, actually. Yes, you would have. Yeah, it would have been at the Goodwill. 
That is nasty. Shout out to 7-Eleven as well. Our guy, Ashish, our girl, Wendy. Uh, they do a great job running a few of the Austin area 7-Elevens. Love, love those folks. Yeah, our guy, Ashish, texted us over the weekend. He's like, I'm at Sue Patrick buying stuff right now. Buying them out. Buying them out. Yep. Shout out to Patrick, of course, as well. We'll be back there on Thursday. More Absolutely. details to come on timing there. But uh, we love our friends at 7-Eleven. If you're a little slow this morning, it is Monday after all. You need a little coffee to pick you up. Stop by 7-Eleven. They've got you there. If you uh more of a Coke you Refill guy. that gas tank, too. Refill that gas tank. But if you just need some caffeine, they got the five-hour energy. They got the sodas, of course, the big gulps. Get you a Slurpee to start off your morning. Why not? Just an Olipop, even better than that. Grab some of that Olipop if you got it at your local 7-Elevens. I know where they are. They're at the HEB where I live for sure. There you go. On BK, they got their own. They got their own display. BK with all the flavors too. It's taking off, love. dude. I know. I mean, people are sucking those babies down, getting that, getting mm-hmm. that energy without all that sugar. I love that Olipop. I tried the creamsicle one. It's okay. It's okay. okay. I'm not giving up on grape now. I, I, it's hard for me to give up on the grape. But I, I went outside the box a little bit for my Olipop. And some 7-Elevens will carry Olipop. So look in your local area and find out. If not, ask them to get it. Yep, absolutely. Shout out 7-Eleven first. We love them. They're love all them. over the state of Texas. Get my newspaper. Uh, download the 7-Eleven app. Cash in on the 7 Rewards program. Go get you some of those rollers. I'll probably get a few of those this week at some point. There you go. And yes, of course, Olipop as well. Uh, as the buck mentioned, it's great tasting soda that's actually good for you. Nine grams of fiber in every can, only two to five grams of sugar in every can, but you still get the great soda taste. This tastes just like the stuff that you grew up sipping. They've got all sorts of flavors the classics cola, lemon lime, Dr. Goodwin, cream soda, root beer. They've got all of those, but also some twists like the, uh, the creamsicle one. They've got a strawberry vanilla one that's really mm. good. Uh, they've got a uh, ginger ale one, which I guess is more of a traditional soda flavor, but they've got a bunch of different stuff. I haven't even tried them all. I feel like I tried a new one every single week and I haven't gotten around to all of them just yet. This stuff is legit. They, uh, they sell it wherever you buy your groceries, HEB, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, Costco, and even some 7-Elevens as go. well. Get you some of that Ollie pop. All right, Buck, let's get to the NFL here for a moment. Uh, we referenced this earlier in the show, but what a disastrous performance by the Dallas Cowboys up in Orchard Park yesterday. The Cowboys were in first place for all of one week before they gave it right back to Philadelphia. Dallas goes into Buffalo and just gets punked. 31-10, to 10, the final score. This game was 31-3. It wasn't that close. Yeah, it was 31-3. to 3. At one point, the Cowboys scored a late garbage-time touchdown to make it look a little bit more respectable if Three touchdowns is even respectable. Uh, this was ugly, and it got out of hand early for Dallas. Nothing worked. They just got punched in the mouth early, and they never got up off the mat. Now, the run game was, I mean, they ran the ball down their throat. They ran the ball almost 50 times in the football game, and Dallas had no answer. They were light, to say the least, in the box, especially the four down linemen. They missed their big guy who was, who was injured. Yep. Yeah, they, they need, yeah, they need some beef in the middle. They're they're light. When that guy's not playing, they're light in the middle there. And you know, the Bills haven't been able to really run the ball, but they they made an effort at running right at Dallas yesterday. I mean, I mean, Josh Allen threw like seven or eight passes in the whole game. You know, he, he, didn't, uh, he didn't have to. He completed seven passes. He was seven of fifteen 
for 94 yards. Dude, I mean, Dak Prescott, despite the Cowboys only scoring 10, had more passing yards than Buffalo, even though they scored 31 and won by three touchdowns. Now, he was a part of the run game early in the game. Then they quit doing that with him, too, because he was starting to take some shots there late. Yeah, 49 carries, 266 yards for the Bills rushing That was attack. a hard-hitting football game, BK. That was a very physical by both it teams. Well, it really one, was. One team was a little bit more physical than the other one. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it and, was the Bills. And the Cowboys just shot themselves in the foot oh, time the after time after time. I mean, the 15-yard penalties. Buffalo got the ball first. And they were moving the ball down the field, and then there was a very questionable roughing the passer penalty. And by very questionable, I mean very bullshit roughing the passer penalty. But that came on a third down, kept the drive alive. So the Bills were already in field goal range at that point. They would have gotten three, but instead, D-Law has the roughing the passer. The Bills get a first down, and they end up scoring a touchdown. So just like that, it's 7-0. Then on the Bills' next drive, the Cowboys get off the field. I think this was two drives later. Uh, the Cowboys get off the field, but then they have a roughing the punter on Sam Williams, former second-round pick, who has seemingly done nothing but screw up for the Cowboys during his career. So the Bills keep the ball. They end up driving down the field and scoring. How he missed that football, I'll never know. I, I, I don't. I know he jumped up in the air, which all he had to do is stick his hands down at the guy's feet. He didn't even have to touch the guy. He could have taken it right off of his foot if he got that close. But the ball got underneath him. And boy, he roughed that dude. Yeah, he hit him hard like that. That was like a sack of you know what. Oh, so you're comparing CJ Baxter to the Bills punter? Boy, what a what a slight to CJ <laughs> Baxter, man. Why is he, he went, catching strays on a Monday? He went down hard now. Yeah, you gotta sell the calls. You know that, but he he did get hit. I mean, there's no debate about that call. Like like you said, I don't know how Sam Williams didn't touch that thing. He jumped he, up in the I'm like, dude, why are you jumping? What are you jumping for? The ball is going to go about to hit you in the nuts. Yeah, it's kind of a sign of the times right there. So it's, that's 14 nothing. Uh then the Cowboys had a bad a holding penalty. They were moving the ball down the field a little bit, but they had to settle for three. Then on the next drive for Buffalo, um Stefan Diggs fumbles. The refs were like, No, no, you didn't. You guys keep the ball, you're Buffalo. And then Mike McCarthy, I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's got plenty of time to challenge it. It's clear as day when they show the replay on TV that Stephon Diggs lost the ball before his knee hit the ground. The Cowboys recovered. They would have gotten the ball back down 14-3 with half-decent field position. Instead, the Cowboys don't challenge it. The Bills keep the ball. Then the Bills have like a second and 20, and another Cowboys player gets penalized for hitting somebody too hard which that was also a questionable call. He had an unnecessary roughness on an incomplete pass where I can't even remember who the Cowboys' safety was, but he hit a Bills receiver in the air. So that gave Buffalo an automatic first down, and they end up scoring a touchdown to go 21-3. And at that yeah, point, they had some big, big 15-yarders yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it was second and long. Even after the, you know, the missed call and the lack of challenge, like the Cowboys still should have gotten off the field because they had sacked Josh Allen or something. So it was second and 18, second and 19, something like that. And then they have the 15-yard penalty, which, of course, is accompanied by the automatic first down. Yeah, he and, had to have one of his kids call him up on the on the hotline in his pocket, his cell phone, and say, hey, Dad, let me tell you something. That guy dropped that ball. Forget trusting your guys up in the booth because I don't know what those knuckleheads were doing yesterday. Uh, they needed to drop the red flag on that. Well, uh-oh, here's McCarthy too busy. What? Drinking, drinking, what do you think that is, hot cocoa? 
It looks like a cup of chilies from Wendy. <laughs> why, is he, why is he having chili? You think he's drinking chili okay. from Wendy's? Yes. Why is he doing that? Oh, man, that is a fat was, joke. Hey, by the way, it was jokes. 40 degrees in Buffalo yesterday. We were expecting to get all that cold and wetness. 40 degrees it was. Well, it was raining throughout the game, but it wasn't nearly as cold as it could have been for a mid-December kickoff in Orchard Park. Holding up for a little small chili there on the side. You're going with chili? Yes. He's no drinking spoon? chili. No spoon. You need that spoon for that Wendy's chili, dude. No, it's got some juices in it. You can guzzle. You don't want anybody to know. He should have cupped that whole thing, but that red is showing. I'm saying it's like a cup of Wendy's chili. Dude, oh, man. You don't want anybody to know. If he was drinking that, he would have had that stuff all over his lips. Like after you drink Gatorade, <laughs> you know how you just have the red like around oh. your mouth for the next six hours? Come on, Hamburglar. He couldn't have gotten away with drinking a cup of chili from Wendy's, dude. Yeah, wow. I don't know. Hot cocoa. Look, maybe, I mean, Mike McCarthy did have an appendectomy like last week. So maybe he needed is, some food. Maybe it's medicine. Maybe it's fluids. Maybe I don't it's know. just flat out food. He needed a bowl of chili. Dude, this, this was a bad look. Like everyone's calling your team soft. And this is like midway through the first half yesterday when the Cowboys are already down and they flash over to the coach and it looks like he's drinking a cup of hot chocolate when it's like 35 degrees out there and everyone's like, Oh yeah, you know your team's definitely soft. Your your coach is sipping <laughs> on some hot cocoa with some marshmallows at the top. Oh you my guys are god, softies! Right they there. did play soft yesterday. Oh, they played soft dude. all over, and they took some hard yeah, hits too. Tony Pollard, yeah. I'm surprised he survived because he took some hits running inside the tackles yesterday. Yeah, it was a physical game, like you said. I mean, look the bill. The Bills are really good. I know their record hasn't been great, uh, but if you're an AFC team. And I know the announcers were talking about this yesterday, and it probably pissed Cowboys fans off, but it's the truth. If you're an AFC team, you do not want Buffalo in the playoffs. Because no. you know what they are capable of. Now, look, they usually collapse when they get to the playoffs, but you talk just pure talent. I mean, they, they are one of the most talented teams in the AFC. Uh, just now they've got paper. the runner they're looking for now. Too. Exactly. Yeah, that's been their issue. They just have never been able to run the ball effectively. And when the, the weather gets cold, and look, you're playing really good teams. You can't be one-dimensional. But really, when it gets cold, you want to have a strong running game. And Buffalo's never had that. Well, now it kind of feels like they do. Cooks, I mean, he cooked. He had over 200 yards total offense yesterday for them. I mean, he's coming out of the backfield one-on-one with the with the safeties and linebackers. The safeties can't even cover him for Dallas. No, 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 no. He had that really nice touchdown catch, too. He kind of mm -hmm. put his hands like, like, you don't see too many running backs out of the backfield run that corner route and also catch a ball like that. Down there low? Oh, oh, no. Oh, a lot of running backs, it's got to be on the numbers or close to them. Uh, with James Cook, no, nah, that, that guy, uh, yeah, 179 rushing yards, averaged more than seven wow. yards a carry, and also had 42 receiving yards as well, two touchdowns. I mean, just a career day for him. And, yeah, as we mentioned, look, Josh Allen, seven completions. He said it after the game. He's like, I feel like the kid who didn't do any work in the group project and still got an A. Like that, yeah. That's what Josh Allen did. He didn't have to do anything. They ran it well. The O-line dominated the Cowboys up front. And then obviously Buffalo's defense did a really, really good job of uh, slowing down Dak, who had been the best quarterback in football for the last two months. And he he didn't have it. Nobody had it. I mean, well, no. I don't even know why the Cowboys showed up yesterday if they were going to play like that. What a, what a disaster. And all the work that they did to get back into first place in the NFC East. Yeah, they, they needed really to go on the road after after winning and, and back that up with a nice win on the road. As I said, it wasn't 
it was a little wet, but it wasn't 29 degrees. It was 40, 43 degrees yesterday. They should have gone there and played a lot better than they looked. They just, I mean, and then they went back to all that, those goofy penalties that they, they've been known for over the last couple of years. They had stopped that a little bit. I don't know if they're still one of the most penalized teams, but my God. The they person, are. The personal, the 15 yarders. I'm not, I'm not talking about illegal procedures. I'm talking about ones that get you just beat. Yeah. Badly. Just start drives going again, you know? Yep. Yeah, Buffalo on their first three touchdown drives had three 15-yard penalties called wow. on the Cowboys that kept drives alive. So uh, Dallas is still the most penalized team in the NFL. Despite how good they've been, despite their 10-4 and four record, they are number one in penalties per game. So, uh, yeah, it's it's frustrating. And, look, Dallas, they're 3-4 and four on the road this year. Everyone knows how good they are at home, which is why I mean, it's important for every team to have home field advantage in the playoffs. But it really feels paramount for the Cowboys if they want to make a deep, deep playoff run and get somewhere where they haven't been in decades to be able to play some games in Arlington this year. But Yeah, Michael Parsons is only uh, six times involved in those 40-some runs where his hands are on the, ta- on, the, on, the, on the ball carrier. He just they don't they don't mind going at him. No. When no, when they when they decide to run it, they run they don't mind running at him. They'll run it's better to run at him than run away from him and have that guy run good. you down from behind. Yeah, he wasn't good yesterday. Nobody was good yesterday. No. Now Dallas has to play at Miami. So the Cowboys have struggled on the road. Now they've got to go on the road against one of the best teams in football next weekend. So it's like, you know, the weather shouldn't be an issue. It's Miami, no. of course, but like Tyree Gill probably be ready to play again this week. Yeah, it's Dallas on the road, and they they just haven't been good there, and they haven't beaten anybody great away from home this season. So, uh, yeah, boy, uh, the Cowboys still in the mix. We'll see what happens with Philly tonight. Philly's in Seattle taking on the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. Jalen Hurts is questionable. He's been dealing with an illness, apparently, so we'll see if he goes. Um, But if Philly wins, they're back into first place, and the Eagles' schedule down the stretch is significantly easier than Dallas is so even last week I mean we said it like the Eagles still had the tiebreaker so if Philly went out uh won out their last right. four games there was nothing Dallas could have done now the Cowboys have lost so the Eagles can't afford a loss that's what I'm and saying I think and I think they'll get that tonight I think Seattle will win that game do you really yeah oh yeah in Seattle yes even if Jalen Hurts can play uh I, if he's playing he's going to be playing hurt I, I I think they're going to be very careful of what they do with that dude from this point on because they're they're going to get to the playoffs one way or the other, yeah. and if he's hurt, it doesn't matter. They they can't win in the playoff if he's hurt. Right. So I I think they'll they'll take their chance. I mean, if he's if he's if he's banged up like you said enough, I'm probably they're probably not going to play him tonight because I heard that a lot yesterday for some odd reason that there well, that, is very very questionable about playing him. It's not an injury right now; it's an illness. Yeah, what, what, I mean, whatever's going on, it sounds like it's pretty bad. Hey. Yeah. Does he have the flu? Why does he say I'll never have the flu? Maybe that's his problem. You think so? Probably. I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. You tell him, sister. That's he just, right. He just says that before every game and he'll be okay. Well, he's probably not saying. He's probably thinking, hey, I'm tough. I'm from Philly. I'm living in Philly. I'm playing in Philly. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Houston area. I'm a tough guy. But, you know, that flu doesn't really care. If you don't if you don't talk to the flu and tell it it's not going to be up in here, it'll get you. Yeah. It'll get you. You may have had a little bit of that tingling around in you, some of that flu stuff. Uh, I've got some flu-like symptoms, but I don't think I've got the flu flu. I've had Thank the you. flu flu before, and it's way worse than this. And you'll never have it again. I'll never have the flu. 
There you go. I'll never have. Oh, do I need to put my hand like this? I'll <laughs> never it. have the flu. I'll <laughs> never have the flu. Just repeat that. I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. See? Guess what? I guarantee you she didn't get vaccinated. You think she got her flu shot? No. no I'm going to say there's a chance of no. She, vaccinated? No. Not no. COVID either. She's like this woman. Oh, I ain't a sissy. I don't have allergies. I got some kind of cold. It might be COVID, but I ain't testing. <laughs> no, it's sinus. I don't know what you call it. Allergies, flu. I don't know. So if y'all get the flu, blame me during Thanksgiving, right? Look at her, Dale Evans with her Dale Evans jacket on. Come no, that's, on. That's what I need to do because allergies kick my ass every year. Well, you like, can't stop them. You can say all you want. You're not going to stop them. They're coming no matter what. Yeah. You've well, been around here. You grew up in this state. You're getting it. And there's nothing. You, can, you can't go, I'll never have allergies. That doesn't work. Or you can take all this stuff, all the shots they try to give you. You're going to get it. If you've been getting it for years, it ain't going away. I mean, it's like Ali versus Liston. It's oh. like uh, Tyson versus uh, Holyfield. Like, oh. and it's and it's BK versus allergies, dude. You, know, you don't win that one. No, it's, no it's allergies. Once a year, at least, you're not getting out of a full year. Have you? When was the last time you got out of a full year without them showing up? Uh, 1993, the year oh, before wow. I was born. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I think. Ever yeah. ever since then. Oh my God! Yeah, and it's always wait. this time. It's this time. I I love December. this time of year. I, I do love too. The fall and early winter, like the weather. I mean, shit. The fact that it's been in the 60s and 70s is not too bad either. But even when it's like 40s in the morning and like 50s in in, in the day, like I love that. Our fall and early winter here in Texas is incredible. But it just kicks my ass every. I got year. away with it last year. Last year was the first year in December in 30 years here that I didn't have something. Some, well, no, that's not true because about the first five or six years, it didn't get to me. But as time went on, once I got it, BK, it just kept in December. It doesn't last very long, but it mm -hmm. comes. And last year, I didn't have it at all. So I was go. like, wow. But once again, here I am doing my nose thing in the morning. Something's going on out there. I don't know what yeah. it is. Somebody's got something right now. Everybody's got something right yes. now. But Something's the flu, never. Don't worry about it, Buck. It's pneumonia, COVID, syphilis, all those. Yes. You're out here drinking chili like McCarthy. That's Wait, why. McCarthy, that's a chili. That's look, it's Wendy's chili. You think there's a finger in there? Why, dude? Why is he drinking chili? You can't, you gotta wait till halftime before you get a bowl of chili to go. Oh my you know, God. they probably had that at the stadium. Wendy's had their little thing. Hey, somebody get this to McCarthy. I guarantee he'll drink it. And he did, sucker. Yeah. Well, if McCarthy ever coached against Texas Tech, that guy would pick up a tortilla off the ground and start eating that, too. Oh, my God. They won their bowl game. They did, indeed. They did, indeed. How did I do? How did I do for the people? Are we back to even yet? God, no. But you did have a winning week. You did go up 10,000 units. A lot of, I got a lot of ties in here this weekend. I see with my cousin. I, some of these ties I was lucky with, and some of them were just bull crap. Yeah. You, you went know? three. You went three, one, and one on your five thousand unit plays, and you're lucky because it should have been two, two, and one. Thank you, one Jacksonville the, State. One of the lines changed after the show on Friday. Told you about uh, Jacksonville State. They cover. Well, they covered. If you bet on Friday, they didn't cover. If you bet on Saturday when the game took place, but only you did win that one. Me. Thank yep. you. Ten thousand units. 
you were up, so now you're uh, you're only down twenty seven thousand units on the year. Jordan Love, so, he sucks. Yeah, so you were three one and one. Your three victories, you had Jacksonville State over Louisiana in the R and L Carriers New Orleans Jar Bowl. Kelly Bowl. Oof. Is that what that was called? I don't think they're naming any bowls after that guy <laughs> these days. What do you think? The Bill Cosby Bowl is coming up tonight, too? <laughs> Next. Michael Jackson Bowl later this week. Wow. Just and keep them coming. Josh Giddy Bowl. They play that one in Oakland. Oh, right? my God. So you had Jacksonville State. That was a winner. You had the Ravens last night. Easy, Easy. winner. That was all. I thought Jacksonville was going to win that. Yikes. Uh, you had the Rams, six and a half. They won by eight. Rams are playing. Rams are dangerous right now. Yeah, Rams are Rams are not. They're not Buffalo level, where it's like, no. oh, if they get in, you feel like they've got a really good shot. But the, the Rams are a team that if you're in the NFC, uh, you don't want to see them in the playoffs. No, because they, you know, they still have a couple of pieces from that Super Bowl team a few years back. Stafford's still good. Cooper Cup's back and healthy. They've got Aaron Donald. Like that, that team's got enough talent and a great coach. They've won a Super Bowl. To where, yeah, if they get in, they could cover that dude, that that rookie, right? That's got all those receptions. Does he play for them too? Puka Shell Nakua. Puka Shell. Puka Shells. Puka Nakua. Yeah, he's been awesome for them. They're good. They're a good team. Uh, So, yeah, if they they get in, they'll give a two or a three seed uh, all sorts of fits in the first round of the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, so those are your three wins. Your Your tie was the Browns. You had Cleveland minus three, and they pushed against Chicago. And then your loss, you had the uh, Fudge Packers of Green Bay. And How they were those dudes at yeah, home? They, they were three and a half point favorites. That's the first time they've lost the home game in December with, with LaFleur as their head coach. And they lost it to Baker, Baker, Moneymaker. How comes I not taking Baker, Baker? I should know better. That guy's going to light it up every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. having a good year, man. And Tampa Bay's in the driver's seat in that very non competitive NFC South. And there's Mike Evans, the guy that I said is not going to be very good once he gets to the pros, just still knocking it out. Galveston zone, baby. Wow. Ball high zone. Yep, Mike Evans still getting it done. And, yeah, the Bucs kind of uh, – they, they dominated that game against Green Bay, and they won it going away. So, you know what else, else I had with my cousin? I had the New Orleans Saints. Mm. How about that group? Yeah, I mean, they're not good. They're just, the Giants are worse. Yes. Yes, they are. Why did you have those? that with us? Yeah, you're taking all this credit for picks that you don't make on the show. You're down 27,000 units for the people. You're selfish. Hey, you're I gave the people of- three wins. What else you're- do they need? I can't, but I got to do better than that this week. I've got to come through some of these bowl games. What else do the people need? Uh, you're down 27,000 units, so maybe 27,000 units. I can get that back. I can get that back in a weekend. Okay. Well, would you like to put any money on the Monday Night Football game tonight? Or... You've got a bowl game tonight. Oh, no. What the hell is the famous <laughs> toastery bowl? I don't know what's that. Is that about toasters? I, I didn't know. What is what is toastery? Is that a, a menu or what's on the menu or something? I don't know. What's a toastery? We got to look that up. I have no clue what that is. I'm looking this up right now. Toastery. Famoustoastery.com is a website. For that's what? The, that's the bowl game tonight. Oh, my phone's loading pretty slow. It's just taking me to the bowl game. The bowl was in Charlotte, where it was raining a ton yesterday. So that could be a factor. Looks like it's a restaurant. Literally, you 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 go to the website, famoustoastery.com, and it like staring you in the face is a link that says start a franchise. Yeah. I don't even know. Well, that oh, whatever. The game is tonight. It's between Western Kentucky, who is seven and five, 
and Old Dominion, who is six and six. Uh, ODU is a six and a half point favorite. Western Kentucky throws around, but I'm not messing with that garbage. Okay. No, I'm not trying to help the people lose. I'm trying to help them win. Don't get involved in that. Yeah, famous toastery, a restaurant that started in North Carolina. And that's enough of doing yeah. famous toastery research. How the hell do they get a bowl? Anybody can get a bowl. We need a Texas sports unfiltered bowl game. Next year. How do we do that? Uh, you got If you can pony up probably about, if you can pony up 10 million, I bet you can get one. Oh, that's easy. Well, hell, that damn thing down in Shreveport could only be about $2 million to have that thing. <laughs> to, to sponsor a bowl for Texas Tech? Yes. I mean, what if we wanted to play a bowl game at Lake Travis University here? Very nice. And then, I think, uh, we, get, I think we, we, get the, we can get the feel for free. It's just, you know, you have, there are a lot of activities during the course of the week, and there's a lot of gear that those guys get. They get gear. They get free food. We can get them down, we can get them down at Moonshine for a meal or two. Yeah, we got our friends at Academy. They can hook them up with gear. Oh, Academy probably did some stuff to Shreveport, guarantee you. Yeah, let's do some stuff, stuff on 6th Street, you know. Oh, yeah. You got to take them around. You got to show them the town. Yeah. You got to show them all the homeless dudes down there in Congress, South Congress, that have them talking to the folks. You got a lot of good it's, live music here in Austin. You're not talking as much when I was down there last time because I was down at Cohen's. I went down. Yeah. It open, but I was walking the streets down in South Congress. Generally, there's a guy talking, pointing up and talking to somebody. I don't know if it's God, Jesus, whoever they were talking to at the buildings. They point up, then they start talking to the buildings. I'm like, shit, man. Yeah. I know this. And then they get on the bus, public transportation. I'm not getting on a bus with that wackadoodle. Are you kidding me? I'll <laughs> you, didn't walk. See, you didn't see any preachers down there? No, they're all preachers. They're all talking to, to the buildings or yeah. to the cars that come by. It wasn't, it's not as bad anymore. Somebody's gone down there. You know who's probably gone down there? Our new police chief. That's right. Mm. Yeah, I bet she's gone down there and cleared all that garbage up. You know the song, though, right? The Dusty Springfield song, The Only One Who Could Ever Reach Me Was the Son of a Homeless Man? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what they're doing down there. The homeless are preaching. They're always telling you something. They've got the signs. Yes, yes. They're talking about God or Jesus or just there was some random encounter they had 18 years ago. I gave some money to some dudes on the corner. But they weren't funny. If you're too funny, I won't give you anything. You're too funny to be hungry. You know what I'm saying? If you're too witty, I won't give you money. You're they got like a sign that says like "We'll work for weed." You're like, no, no, that's too that's too funny. I don't need that funniness. I need yeah. you to be really hungry. If you're really hungry and you tell me you got seventeen kids, you know, that's something like that has to go. But if you if you're rhyming and you know, and plus you got a damn dog there that you got to take care of. I'm not giving you anything. That's oh. not happening. I don't like I don't like funny witty signs. I like why folks you, that are I like folks that are really hungry, so I can you, give it to them. You know why, why are you taking it out on the dog, man? Dog needs food. Hey, you don't need to have a dog. Give that dog to somebody else who can take care of that dog. Yeah. Not to drag that dog to your homeless ass self. Come on now. Yeah, I always do feel bad for the homeless dogs. You know, <laughs> right? What do they do? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. All right, so you saw some homeless. This and, I, that was yeah. on the way back. That was on the way back from, you know, doing the Blue Santa because I was in the mood then. There you go. I gave, oh, a, five spot. I gave a five spot out the window. How about that? Yeah, man. A What's nickel? the dollar bill Good I gave? Job. A nickel? Huh? A $5 bill or a nickel? Five, five cent. dollar bill. Give a $5 bill out. 
Hmm. I got a lot of bless yous. Oh, you're sneezing? Didn't have to hug, no hugs involved. Just out go. the window. And that, that damn window was barely cracked. That dude had to that dude had to work to get that five up top. <laughs> hey, it wasn't all the way down. It was like skinny, like going into the to the machine when you wash the car. It was like one of those getting changed. Yep. Just slid it through there. That dude found a way to get that five, though. Of course he does. Come on now. You're gonna put bars on your car window. <laughs> and I don't do the I don't do the bucket deal. If you got a fishing bucket, I'm not putting money in it. You better have a damn boot. <laughs> the dudes out there with buckets, with fish buckets, they don't get nothing from me. Why? Why? There's certain, it's just not happening. It doesn't, it doesn't work for me. If you've got a fireman's bucket out, a fireman's boot, I'm going for that. But if you got a fishing bucket out there that later on you're going to have bait in, nah, that's not going to work for me. You're so picky with your homeless. I am. Yeah, I am. Whether, whether or not you hug them or not, whether or not you pay <laughs> them or not, whether or not you shake their hand or not. They can't be too smart, too witty. If they got time for jokes, they ain't hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. Let's uh before we get back, we'll talk some more NFL. We got to talk about the Texans game yesterday. Big time win for the Texans to keep their playoff hopes alive. We'll also get back into some Texas football. Uh interesting news. A report from our man Chip Brown over at Horns 24-7. And of course, right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered, talking about something Texas is doing to try to help its secondary in this upcoming matchup against Washington. We'll talk about all of that here in a moment. But first, you're not allowed well, to fire your entire secondary and bring in new players at this time of the year, right? This no. isn't a trade deadline, right? No, no trade okay, deadline. Just, and just, nobody in the transfer portal can uh, play for Texas in the Sugar Bowl on January okay, 1st. I was just trying to find out if that's a new thing that's going on. You know, college football changes things all the time. They just yeah. do. You know, they have teams that cheat like hell playing in its final four game. You know, that's. It's just, it's just different. Folks, our friends at Texas Orthopedic, if you're seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact the folks at Texas Orthopedic. Their physicians offer surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. Now, their goal is to get you back into good health and in that great quality of life that you deserve. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas, so if you've got a problem, go to TXOrtho.com. That's TXOrtho.com. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Texas Orthopedics. And also shout out to our man Tom McKay over at Audio Visual Consultations. Hi, this is Tom McKay, owner of Audio Visual Consultations. And all of us at Audio Visual would like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. This time of year can get a little hectic, so we want to remind you to relax, enjoy the season with your family and friends, and give us a call for all your home entertainment needs. If you save the time you spend in traffic and big store crowds, you'd have more time with the people you actually enjoy. So smile, hug your kids, make love to your wife, and cheer the game with your friends. Call us at 255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or online at AV Consultations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom McKay was on with WAGS yesterday as a part of the Wagner Wire. Nice. Yeah, it's good to uh, see Tom. We were getting his home set up on, on Friday, and he uh, popped on for like an hour with WAGS and Smash yesterday. Got the big screen in the background? Uh, no big all. screen. No big screen in the background. He's got like a 43-inch computer monitor, though. Nice. So literally his computer monitor is like the size of the TV behind me. Yeah, you know that guy. Yeah, yeah, of course he does. Oh, yeah, you know he's going to have the setup, and I need Tom to teach me how to play that song on the piano. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Schroeder, show him how to do it. I got to bring the piano back. I was playing a little piano last week. Brought out the bass guitar last night. A little music what? action. Yeah, maybe. You, you got some skills? Uh, very few skills. I can play the tambourine. Is that right? Yeah. I heard you can play the triangle, too. Is that true? No, and I don't play the boner phone or the hair harp. I don't do any of those. I'm sorry. What now? I don't play the floorboards, the boner phone, or the hair harp. I don't do those either. What is the, what is the boner phone? Just take a guess. In your mind, in your mind. I, I um, yeah, no, I, 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 I've got sisters in band. I played a band instrument back in the day. Like, I, I know about bands. But you don't know about the boner phone. I don't think I've ever heard of the boner phone. I'm trying to figure out what it is. I think our listeners are, too. No, they understand the hair harp. Mm. Now, I know you're familiar with the skin flute. <laughs> See? <laughs> that's, that goes that's in the same I know you know. It's, it's in the same. It's it's in the same choir there with the boner phone and the hair harp. Yes. Ah, oh, they call uh, that a wood woodwind, I believe. The woodwind. Uh, yes. There you go. Yeah. Or, or the uh, is it the brass or the ass instruments? I'm yes, not. it's the floorboards. Yes, we play the floorboards. Floorboards. Yeah, that that one I actually don't know. I can yes, figure I'm out a, what the I'm a tambourine boner phone guy. is. I'm a tambourine guy. Although I did I did try to play the trumpet there for a while. Did you? It was awful. When was this? A couple of years back when I was with, when, oh, there was a lot of years back when I was with Bob Cole. I told him, give me a month and I'll be able to play the trumpet. And I came on the air and tried to play the trumpet. It was so awful. Dude, it was terrible. Do we have audio of this anywhere? Oh, gosh. Somebody oh, has to have this. We need to no, hear this. Oh, it was so lousy. Oh, we used to do God. these sing-along Fridays. And I tried to play the, whatever the song was and play the trumpet at the same time. It was shitty. Oh, I mean, God. I, I mean, I, I practiced for a couple of days, and then I just gave up. Yeah. Plus all the spit that you accumulate in the spittle thing in that thing. That's gross. It is pretty gross, isn't it? Yes, it's gross. Man. You clean that out, you know? Like, you don't, you don't swallow the spit. You know, what do you do? It just hangs in that thing, and then you got to wash it out? Yeah, you rinse it out or dump it out, whatever. Just throw it at the wall. Come on, man. <laughs> Throwing spit at the wall and hope it sticks? Yes. It's not the expression. How about the rusty trombone? You a fan of that one? <laughs> no. No. I don't need I don't need any of your Cleveland Cleveland steamers. I don't need any that's, of those. Keep those to yourself, not, folks. That's not an instrument, dude. Oh, keep it all to yourself. I don't need you. The Alaska pipeline is not an instrument either. Wow. I'm, I'm afraid to tell you. All right, how about this in the world of Texas football? No, we couldn't do this at the horn. We, we do need to find a way to get some of that old archived audio somewhere. There's some gems that we uh, we need to bring back to the people. I got to find a way to break into that building or something and get that shit. Oh, we'll figure that it's, out. It's, it's probably all locked up. It's hard to get in there these days. It's probably locked up. If you don't pay the bills, they probably <laughs> lock you out. I've been there. It's happened before. Yeah. By the way, still, still looking for my refund from the concert. No, oh, here yet, Christmas. <laughs> what the hell? Oh man! Think I'll ever get that? Probably not. Maybe the New Year. Maybe. That's maybe. a. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. All right. How about this from our man Chip Brown? He reported this over at Horns twenty four seven over the weekend. Texas is going to be shorthanded. That's not a report. That's just a matter of fact. The Longhorns do not have a lot in terms of safeties. 
against Washington. We know Jalen Catalan is in the portal, and he will not participate in the college football playoff. And we also know that true freshman Derek Williams, who has been really, really good as a safety for this Texas team this year, will be suspended for the first half of the game against Washington. So Texas, I think, is down to like three scholarship safeties for the first half against UW, and they'll obviously get Derek Williams back for the second half. But either way, it's a shorthanded group, and it is a group that even when it's been at full strength has struggled for this Texas team. And it's the one matchup in this matchup against Washington that I think gives every Texas fan a little bit of pause because, well, Texas's pass defense has been average at best, and Washington has the number one passing offense in the country. So Texas is trying to figure out, Buck, what it can do to mitigate that weakness and to make sure that they've got enough in the safety room to be okay against Michael Penix and all of those talented wide receivers that Washington brings to the table. So according to Chip, Texas is working out Jade Barron at safety. And that guy's kind of been a jack of all trades for this Texas defense. He's a versatile player, a guy you feel like you can line up anywhere and have some success. Well, I, I assume Texas will play him some at star where he has been all season right. long, but it sounds like, yeah, in an effort to, uh, Add to that safety room. Jade Barron is getting some run for Texas at safety. It's early in the practice window. Texas started its first couple of practices of bowl season over the weekend. So they still have a couple of weeks of work, obviously, before January 1st gets here. But Jade Barron apparently getting some run at safety. What makes uh, sense? You're, you're a fan of this? Yeah, I am. That makes sense. I mean, you you got to get your best players on the field and you got to get them on the field. I mean, in, in, in crucial situations at, at a couple different positions back there. If somebody can help you out for a series or two back there at safety, put them back there. They're going They're going to go after your safety. You know that. you got too many talented players. Hell, they're yeah. going to go after your cornerbacks. They're going to go against everybody in your safety. There's nobody that they're worried about in that secondary except for maybe that kid anyway. Yeah. Yeah, look, Washington has seen better secondaries than Texas, yeah. and they've had success against better secondaries than Texas. Now, I will say this. Washington's passing offense, not great in the second half of the season. They played really well against Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Like, when they needed to turn it on, they did, and their offense was magnificent in that win that got them to the playoff. But you look at the timeline between Oregon games, right? You have some low-scoring games for Washington, and the offense that was putting up 50 to 60 yes. to 70 in the first half of the year just was kind of skating by. They had that 15-point performance where they didn't have an offensive touchdown against Arizona State. Uh, they only scored 24 against an average Washington State team that finished 5-7 and seven this year. There were obviously a few other close games for UW in that stretch. So their offense did sputter. At times in the second half, but still, it's a really, really, really talented bunch. And, yeah, they've uh, they've had success against some quality opponents this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I think what what will set them apart is if, if they can have a little success running the ball. I think people are underestimate the fact that, that they've got – they have a 1,000-yard rusher. I think people look at that kid and go, oh, he's not, he's not all that. I mean, they're going to go play action. They're going to throw it. They're going to take a chance anyway. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter who's who's where in the secondary, they're throwing the ball down the field. And if they don't have success, they're going to throw it down the field again. That's just what they do. You know, if, if you can, like I said, if you can keep them in the 20s, the high 20s, maybe low 30s, you'll have you'll have a good chance in that game because I don't think they can stop Texas when it comes to both run and pass. 
they're going to give up something somewhere to the Longhorns. They just they just are. They they really have struggled later in the year on their defense too. So that that's 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 an added to it. But for Michael Penix, he's going to find guys. They're going to make plays on this secondary. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Just, that, I mean, I think people have to. I, if people think that Texas is just going to flat out just beat them, and they're not going to get Michael Penix is not going to get his against this secondary because of what's going to happen on the defensive front. No, they played some. They played. You know, they played a couple pretty good teams. Pac-12 wasn't that bad this year. You know. No, there was a time where people thought the Pac-12 was the best conference in college football, myself included. I mean, they had eight teams ranked in the top 25 yeah. at one point. Now, uh, over the course of the year, it didn't play out that way, right? Like USC completely fell apart. UCLA fell apart. Uh, Utah lost a few games. Yeah, it they just wasn't a dominating team. It really wasn't a dominating conference. Everybody was yeah. you know, beating each other here and there. Yeah, Oregon State. You know, they they stumbled down the stretch. Now you can say the Pac-12 beat itself up a little bit, which, okay. But uh turns out that that league just was not as deep as, as I thought and a lot of other folks thought it was too. But neither was the Big 12. It's it's not like Texas came out of the SEC and uh, right. you know, has played a whole bunch of really, really great teams this year. Like Texas, what Texas has that, Al- that Washington doesn't have is that win over Alabama. Like Texas has played a team better than uh, what Washington has played this year. But and Oregon's, Oregon's still a really, really good football team. But like no they, matter what, the wins over at Kansas State and Kansas are good wins. People are saying, what do you mean a win over Kansas is good? I mean, those are good wins. It's still a good win. Even sure. with the backup, you, you had a backup who's played football. It wasn't like the backup hadn't played college football before. Yeah, Texas has played a better schedule than Washington has. Like, right. that's, that's not just our opinion being Texas guys. That's like the numbers will tell you that. But Washington has also played a pretty solid schedule this year. I would say that an Oregon team that Washington beat twice – would have been the second best team Texas played this year. Yes. I think Oregon's better than Oklahoma. Uh, obviously, Texas lost to Oklahoma. So, yeah, Washington, they're decently battle-tested. They won 20 in a row. They've got the longest winning streak in college football, right. mind you. Like, this is not just this year. Like, they were great last year. They obviously beat Texas in the Alamo Bowl last year. Uh, and they won 11 games in year one with Kalen DeBoer. So, this team, now, they're, they're tested. There's not a lot of question about um, – you know, metal or how good they are. No, it's just, just a matter of what you're going to take away. What do you try to take away from them? Yeah. What do yeah, you, what yeah. do you, because you're going to give up something. If you, if there's something that you take away, you're going to have to give up something. And this Texas group on defense will not give up the run game. They just haven't done that. They're not going to, they're not going to allow you to run the ball. Right. That's it. Right. Like it's, it's, yes. it's, no, it's no disrespect to Dylan Johnson, who is Washington's running back, who had a thousand yards this year. Like he's a quality player, but uh, he's not as good as, Ollie Gordon, the guy who just won the Doak Walker Award as the nation's top running back. Texas held Ollie Gordon to 34 points. 34 points. 34 yards. Yep. Uh, he's not as good as Taj Brooks. Texas held that guy to under 100 yards. Like, he's, he's just not. So, I'm not that worried about he's that. He's more in line than the kid that was at Kansas. No, he's not as good as Devin Neal. That's You don't no. think so? No. No, 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 no. And once, like... I say it's not disrespectful to Dylan Johnson, and then I'm just like, no, he's not as good as any of these guys. Texas Texas has seen three or four, if not five, running backs better than Dylan Johnson. Sure, and they practice against a couple themselves that are on their team. Now, on the other hand, Texas has not seen a quarterback as good as Michael Penix Jr. This no. Year. And they have not seen receivers as good as Washington has. And the last so, lefty they saw tore them apart. Right, Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, that is true. Now, he he tore Texas apart mainly with his legs. He was good through the air, too, of course. But that, you know, Michael Penix doesn't run like Dylan Gabriel. No, he doesn't. 
you he's not looking have, to do that. Yeah, you at least don't have to worry about that uh, in the Superdome here in a couple. So I think years. people think that this guy is there. He can take off and go. No, he he throws from all kinds of angles, but he's not there to run the ball. He's a drop back passer. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll extend plays with his legs. Like he's sure. not a statue back there, uh, but when he does extend those plays, he keeps his eyes up down the field and he's looking to throw it. Now, if he absolutely has to take off and run, he will. And but he yes, will slide and get out of bounds, but he ain't going for 30. He's the type of guy who will, uh, yeah, stand back there as long as he can to find He's looking, about, looking towards his future, and his future ain't running down in the NFL, running around. All right. Scrambling around, no. Business decisions? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, John A. Barron, by the way, uh, 350 snaps in the slot, 35 at corner, only 16 at safety this year. So, wow. Uh, obviously, most of what Barron did this year was in the slot, playing that star position for PK in this defense. Uh, he's getting some run at safety, though, according to Chip Brown. So I will say this, like, I love John A. Barron. He's one of the best players on this Texas defense. He did not play well against Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game. He committed a penalty on a PI, and he got burned a few times as well. So he's still susceptible at times in coverage, but he's a better option, I think, than than Keaton Crawford. Oh, for sure. Like, I, you know, Keaton Crawford had the great diving pick. Speaking of Oklahoma State, had that great play against the Cowboys and played well in that Big 12 title game. But, like, I, I trust John A. Barron more, even at a position he's not super familiar with, than I do Keaton Crawford. So this is not a, you know, I think John A. Barron's going to be awesome at safety type of thing. This is a, I think he's just maybe a little better than what Texas has right now, and that's going to be important. Yeah, this is a group that, will be not only in the transfer portal for secondary guys, but they're going to be in the high school, hopefully get a couple more young guys that can get back there and, you know, get a couple of years in in that position and play well in the next two or three years. They just, they just need it. There's yep. there. I mean, even the ones they have that we think are great are another year away, a year, a year or two away. They've got, there's a lot of learning to be done back there in that secondary because when they're sure. off, they're really off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, and it's, it's not a scheme thing. It's not It's well, not scheme that way. Some of it might be scheming troubles. Like, I, I didn't think Texas was nearly aggressive enough, and I didn't like how soft they were at times in man coverage. Uh, how much prevent defense, right, Buck? You and I talked yeah, that about whole, that Yeah, that whole drop back to 12 yards back deep yeah. on guys outside when they can throw hitches and then shake you up one-on-one. No, That's, even though you're, you're a team with great speed, and you're going man-to-man, you need to be in their face. You don't need to be back 11 yards. No, yeah. that's not man-to-man. That's zone. That's scheme right there, right? Yeah. So, like, look, a lot of it's personnel, and, and but a lot of it, I think, at times has been scheme this year for this Texas team. So we'll see. They've got a long time to watch film. They've got a long time to come up with a game plan that uh, hopefully puts this team in best position to be successful. These 15 bowl practices will hopefully help these guys get a little bit better, master their technique a little bit. Plus, you've got uh, the bowl game from last year of this team. I mean, you got, yeah. you know, you've played against them before. Sure. And, and Texas, for, you know, for the fact that they lost that game, they did a good job of not giving up the big play. I think I gave the numbers last week. Like, mm-hmm. Texas did a good job of keeping Washington in, in front of them. The problem for Texas was they couldn't get off the field on third down. Like Washington had four or five double-digit play drives. One of them didn't even end in points, but still it took like seven minutes off the clock, and it's like, geez, it was a huge issue. Texas just couldn't get off the field on those money downs. Uh, This year this is one of the best third-down defenses in college football. 
So that has not been a problem for Texas. Now, if that becomes a problem, then we could be in a little bit of trouble. Uh, But no, Texas did a good job. And PK, of course, was the defensive coordinator here. Now, some different personnel, but a lot of it was the same. They did a good job of preventing the explosive play. They're going to have to do that against uh, Washington again this time. No doubt. Those are backbreakers. Those are backbreakers. If you give up those 40, 50, 60-yard touchdowns, uh, those absolutely kill you. And Texas can't be giving those up. No. Um, By the way, for those curious, Jade Barron still getting some run at star. But when Barron is playing safety, or if he does play some safety against UW, Jalen Gilbo is the guy who's getting some run at star. We've seen him at times over the course of this season in relief of Jade Barron. So that's, uh, that could be what the Texas secondary looks like. We'll also see what happens with Ryan Watts, too. Um, the last time we've heard from Sark, and we'll hear from Sark this week because signing day is on Wednesday. So they always do that uh, signing day press conference. So most of that will be about recruits, but I'm sure Sark will talk a little bit about the Sugar Bowl coming up. Um, but last we heard from Sark, which was the the day of the college football playoff announcement, so a few Sundays ago, he said that Ryan Watts should be good to go for Washington. That's the expectation. Chip reporting that Ryan Watts is practicing, not doing anything strenuous right now, but uh, it'd be very helpful if Texas has its number one cornerback because, once again, already shorthanded, already a scary matchup going up against those Washington receivers without Ryan Watts. I I would not be feeling good about this game at all. Now, do you see him coming back? I mean, does he have another year or has he got to go? Has it been I, think two- Watts, I think Watts has to go. Oh, he does? Okay. Yeah. And I think it'll be probably a day three draft pick. Late late day three pick would be yeah. my guess. Um, if he had another year, it would serve him well to come back and stay healthy for a year because he's made it. I mean, he's been in and out so much this season. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's physical. Uh, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but no. has good technique, pretty physical, and he's been good for Texas. When Texas struggled in the middle of the season, it was in large part because they didn't have Ryan Watts. So it's good having that guy back. Hopefully he is back. Hopefully yes. he's 100% or at least very, very close to it. Because, yeah, Washington's got 3,000-yard receivers. That uh, is going to make life tough for that Texas secondary when we get to 2024. It's coming up, baby. Two, weeks from, tonight. Two yes. weeks from tonight. We will be... In the Caesar Superdome, in the Big Easy, watching Texas play for a spot in the national championship. Really, really cool. All right, Buck, some love to uh, some sponsors before we get back into some sports conversation. How about our good friends at Covert BK? 42 acres of beautiful hill country. Beautiful. It's a gym. It really is. Their facility out there with seven brands, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, of course. And is the holiday season. Get someone in a new car, truck, or SUV. Because the Covert family, well, they've been doing it since 1909. And they've got Covert Ford and Chevy and Hutto. Also Covert Ford and Lincoln right there in Austin. But as I said, they have seven beautiful brands out there in lovely B-Cave, Texas, USA, America. 86 service bays throughout. So your time is minimal. And your time is money right now because we're getting close to the big day on Monday. I know ladies are out there hitting the malls and doing all that. Well, some of them are, or Amazon truck is rolling up. They're not going anywhere. I usually have the Amazon truck come rolling up three, four times a day up around here. There you go. My wife doesn't head to the malls. I'm the mall seeker right here. I'm the mall guy. I want to be amongst the people, amongst the people sneezing, because I'll never have to worry about the flu, so I get out there. But Covert Bee Cave, go to covertbeecave.com, find out about their, all their sales that they are having right now. And while you're out there, do say hello to Dan and Stacy. 
Mike, Jerome, the whole gang out there. You'll love dealing with those folks. We have, and you will love them too. And nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever. That was the wildest live read I've ever heard. You were all over the place there. Absolutely, man. Uh, can you buy a covert car at the mall? I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. No, but if you need to ship to the mall, they'll ship it to the mall. If you buy it, they'll ship it to you. There you go. They'll, they stick, they'll stick it. Yeah, anywhere in the state of Texas, they'll stick it in your driveway. Yeah, they if you will. You buy and pay for it. They'll stick it on a truck or they'll drive it or you and I will drive it to your house. I was wearing that uh, covert hat. Oh, that te- a big Texas on there. Got it, Sue Patrick, and there were like four or five people asking me where I got that hat from. Covert Bee Cave. That's I bet, it. If you buy, I bet if you buy a car out there, they'll give you a free hat. But still, buy, I could tell you, buy you two. They'll give you yeah. two. I, yeah. They might give you ten. Hell yeah! Go we'll ahead. Take, we'll take care of you right take a there. Tell them I'm buying this. I'm buying a Sierra. Can I have five hats? Well, they'll yeah. say sure, sure. There, matey. Here, here you go. Here's five hats. Matey. Yeah. Come on, man. What are they pirates? <laughs> <laughs> what, matey? Uh, I, mean, I guess I haven't seen them in two weeks. So they changed to pirates. Changed, now? Yes. Now they're pirates. Yes, of course. Oh, Love those folks God. out there. Yes, indeed. Also, shout out to Last Stand Hats. You see, the buck is wearing a Last Stand hat right now. Uh, LastStandHats.com is the website. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can click the link in the video description below. It will take you to our Texas Sports Unfiltered collection. That's right. If you want to buy a hat just like the buck, you can over at LastStandHats.com, plus tons of badass Longhorn hats. They've got everything. Hopefully, we're getting a shipment of uh, new Last Stand hats pretty Please soon. Take them with us. Take them with us and maybe give some away to the people out in the Big Easy here in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, if you're looking for that perfect Christmas gift for the Longhorn fan in your life, LastStandHats.com has it. Speaking of perfect Christmas gifts, how about tickets to the game? SyntexTickets.com. Oh, yeah. They've got tickets to the Sugar Bowl on site right now over at SyntexTickets.com. And, of course, it's not just Texas football. They've got tickets to every bowl game and tickets to every sporting event. If you're trying to go watch Texas basketball play, men's or women's, they've got those tickets on site. Concert tickets, Broadway shows, it does not matter the event. If it's live, they've got it for you right there at SyntexTickets.com. Everything 100% guaranteed. Don't go scalp. Don't go deal with that. No. You don't, don't have to worry about scammers or any BS that goes into that It's the scamming season. It is scamming season. Uh, just go to SyntexTickets.com. It is that easy. Tickets delivered directly to your phone or computer. SyntexTickets.com. Yeah, you want to lock yourself in for 2024 in this great schedule. That, you know, that schedule came out. You want to start locking your way in there to get in those season tickets, too, because it is out. What a schedule next year. Uh, for Texas? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, going to be a lot of fun. Year one in the SEC. Of course, the Michigan game. That's on the road. But Oh, that's right. The cheaters. Fun. That's right. Bet your ass. Wow. There's going to be a lot of Longhorn fans. How about Michigan and Georgia on the schedule next year? Holy smokes, dude. Uh, Texas, we'll take everybody. Yeah. Right take now. them on. Why not? Why not? Yeah, the win over Alabama is why Texas is uh, still alive in a hunt for a national championship. So you uh, you get rewarded when you schedule those great games and you beat those great teams. It obviously helped Texas this year, and uh, things will change with the 12-team playoffs starting next year. But uh, still, if Texas can find a win against one of those teams, you feel like they're in a good, good spot to make it back to the CFP. Yeah, the SEC is not going to like Texas the way they do their schedule. They're going to say, wait a minute, why are you playing all these teams outside our conference? Come on, we 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 need that. We need to have some cup. You need to have some cupcakes in here. 
Yep. But, but don't mess around with Texas State. You know better than that. Leave them alone. You are terrified of Texas State. Don't play that group. You see what they did to Baylor. Come yeah. On now. Don't forget. Okay. They're playing in a bowl game against Rice. Wow, that's right. First ever bowl game for Texas State, which is very exciting. It is. Bobcat Nation or Bobcat Area. Never understood the whole nation bit. The area, like my, Bobcat area. Like my high school, J.J. Pierce in Richardson. It's like Mustang Nation. It's like, no, the hell we're not. Nobody outside of <laughs> this small-ass area of Richardson cares about us. We're not Mustang Nation. What are we talking about here? Oh, All the kids and our goodness. parents. That's that's literally Mustang area. It's the girlfriend and the parents. That's all y'all got going yeah, on. It's like a, yeah, Bobcat Nation. I don't know how many Texas State fans there are across the nation, but hey, happy for them. I hate that they have to right. play Rice. Not that Rice is all that good. It's just like I wish Texas State got to play a Power 5 team where it's like, oh, you beat them, and it's like, hey, that's a big deal. You win your first bowl game and you beat Cal or somebody like that. Oh, you mean like Texas Tech that drove Cal all over the field? Yeah, give me Texas State versus Texas Tech. Come on now. Nice. What's that bowl game? I'd take State. Yeah, I'd take State too. Come on now. The Big 12 runs through San Marcos. Because that 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 Cal team, Aaron you know, Rodgers, your team, your former team sucked the other day. Yeah, yeah, they did. Sorry about that, Aaron Rodgers. Yikes. All right, um, Texas basketball, Buck. I don't know if you caught any of this. Real quick word on them. They beat LSU over the weekend. Down had a nice lead. Had a big lead. Let it get away and still won the game. Winning. Yeah, I mean, the first important. half, they put up 56 points in the first half against the Bayou Bengals. Like, that was the best half of Texas basketball we've seen all season long, regardless of opponent. I mean, they shot like 61% from the floor. Uh, they were able to get out and run. They were getting stops on defense. They were creating turnovers. It was it was dominant. And then, yeah, LSU came back. They made it interesting. They cut the gap to seven a couple of different times in the second half. So it was a little, uh, a little more competitive than I think any Longhorn fan would have wanted. But the Longhorns were able to uh, hold on and pull away at the end to get the 11-point uh, victory. Best news is Dylan DeSue is back. Yes. Yeah, he played for Texas, 20 minutes off the bench, scored 17 points, 9 of 9 from the free throw line, 4 of 8 from the floor, looked a little rusty, had a couple of bad misses early on, but that's a pretty damn good stat line in 20 minutes. Yes, it is. 17 points and get to the line nine times. Uh, great to see him. We know how good he was for the Longhorns down the stretch and into the NCAA tournament last year. It's great uh, getting yeah. off a foot injury right there now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you'd like to think he's only going to get better and more comfortable uh, the further he goes. So that was the best. I mean, look, a, a nice win. That's Texas's best win of the season. And you talk about Texas football scheduling a bunch of really, really good non-conference opponents. Texas basketball, well, they've played two and a half. Uh, they lost to UConn. They lost to Marquette. And they beat LSU. Now, LSU is not nearly as good as those other no. two teams, but at least you get like a power five uh, non-conference win for Texas because they've got three more non-con games before Big 12 play gets here, and it's against three mid-majors like UT Arlington, UNC Greensboro, and UTSA, maybe. Somebody like that. So that was really sure. the last chance Texas had to beat a half-decent non-conference team. Uh, LSU's not great. I don't know if they're a tournament team this year. No, but they're not good. It would have been it would have been a disappointing loss for the Longhorns. So nice, nice for them to uh, take care of business, and good to see Dylan the Sioux back out there on the floor as well. Yeah, it'll give him a couple games under his belt. He'll be ready to go by conference play. Yep. You get Tyree to the new year, he'll be ready to roll. 
I agree. Excuse me, Buck. Tyrese Hunter had uh, 19 points, one of his best games of the season. Max Aismas, another 20-piece for him. And the Longhorns shot 54% from the floor. They also were 22 of 25 from the free throw line. Now you're talking. Getting to the line is one thing, but actually making your free throws. Texas has not been a great free throw shooting team this year. Uh, they were on Saturday, and uh, they needed those points to uh, to fend off LSU. So Texas gets the win. The Longhorns 8-2 and two on the season. I think their next game is Friday. Is that the – doing a quick Google search here. When is 12-22? That feels like Friday. Yep, Friday against AM Corpus. Yeah. yeah that's a matchup. Well, that's going to be a sellout at the Moody Center, isn't it? Hey, it's a little basketball before the holiday. A little 2 o'clock matinee this uh, Friday? Yes. For Texas basketball? Just give me that $5 ticket. Let's roll. There you go. So the new AP poll comes out. We'll see if the Longhorns move up a couple of slots. Only one game this past week. Uh, but they, once again, knocked off LSU on a neutral floor. And once again, uh, congratulations to the ladies, to the volleyball team. That's a that back-to-back national championships. Those are hard fought except for yesterday. Got to play a scrimmage game against number one team in the nation. What did they leave behind? What did they leave behind? Yeah, I mean, do they leave players behind in Nebraska? They didn't bring them all with them? Something <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Nebraska, you're right. Number one team in the land. Only one loss going into yesterday. Uh, they dominated Pitt in the national semifinal. They looked really, really good all year and all tournament long. And, boy, Texas just punked them yesterday. Didn't want to give up that national championship. Defending champs don't like to give it up that easy now. No, not only was it a sweep, but the second and third sets weren't even close. Like, turning point of the match. Look, Texas won the first set, which is great. You can call that a turning point right there. But Texas was down 10-7 in the second set. And you're like, all right, well, maybe Nebraska wins this set. It's 1-1, and we figure this would be a really, really good match. And Nebraska's really good, and they're not going to go down without a fight. So, all right, whatever. Nebraska gets this one. It's 1-1. Now it's a best of three. Texas went on an 11-0 run with Asia O'Neal serving. And just like that, it's like, oh, shit, this is over, dude. You're down 10-7, and then all of a sudden you're up 18-10. Like, Nebraska's not coming back from that in this set. And then the way Texas was playing, it's like Nebraska's not coming down from two sets back right now. Like, they look deflated after that run. Like, that just took all of the air out of Nebraska, and it just sucked the life out of them. And, and that was it. Like, what a run. Asia O'Neal had a couple of aces in that stretch, and Texas was just dominant. They were so good defensively, uh, and it was just fun to watch, man. I mean, they made it look easy. It really was yep. clinical for the Longhorns yesterday. So that moment right there, it's just, ah, oh, Nebraska used both of its timeouts in that set, and they couldn't stop the momentum at all. Just a snowball effect, and uh, Texas just kept rolling, and obviously they, they, they took over. And then in between the second and third set, the TV cameras caught like the Nebraska libero saying, we didn't come this far just to come this far. And I'm like, yeah, you did. You ain't winning this shit. Yeah, you left too many players behind. You left yeah. your good players at home. Matter of fact, you did come this far just to get your ass beat by the <laughs> University of Texas. And so what was it with their coach? What was what was the deal? When, did he just when, did he melt down after the game? Yeah. Did, did they talk to him during the game? We've got a couple of audio clips here, and we'll start with the Nebraska coach. John Cook is this guy's name. And, look, he's he's been great. He was the coach of the year this year in college volleyball. He's won four national championships at Nebraska. So th- this guy's got some skins on the wall. But major sour grapes in the uh, post-match, make sure I get my verbiage right, press conference 
Uh, you get a little bit of the question, and then you get the answer from Nebraska's head coach yesterday. In, in what ways has Texas set the bar that you and other teams have to have to match now? I got to think about that, but uh, you know, um, you look at tonight's nat- match. I mean, they've got half their starting team are transfers. They're all fourth and fifth year players, except for Ella, the setter who did a great job. Um, so they've got. Um, you know, that's how they've been building their team. That's how they built last year's team. I like what we're doing. I like recruiting kids and trying to make them be great. Anything further for coach and our student athletes? Yeah. So see, for me, that, I didn't hear any of it, so I didn't get it. You couldn't hear that? No. The last time you did one, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear it either. I didn't, I hope the, I hope the people heard it, but I didn't hear it. Why didn't, why didn't you say anything? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt the silence. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody else heard it except for yeah, you. That's good. Uh, as long as they heard it, that that matters. All right. So basically, the question was: uh, Is Texas now like the standard of college volleyball that you need to catch up to? And he's like, "Well, Texas built its team through the transfer portal. They've got a bunch of four and five year players, and you know, we we here at Nebraska, we we like to recruit and develop our talent. So we're proud of what we're doing." That's basically the answer that he gave. Oh. It's like, oh, you, you must like losing then, bitch. Like, <laughs> you, we like what we're doing. Yeah, we like getting swept by Texas in the national championship. And not even after, looking like a scrimmage game. That yeah. Was like. Yeah. Our bet, we were huge favorites in this match, and we were number one all season long, and uh, we just got embarrassed in the national championship. Maybe you can get them outdoors and break the record. You know what I'm saying? Next year, non-conference game, break that record you had at your stadium. Yeah. Come here and play. And this I loser, this yeah. loser, by the way, Lexi's son was at Texas. She transferred to Nebraska two years ago. They literally stole. They got a player from Texas in the transfer portal a few years ago who helped them win. And now the coach is bitching about Texas using the transfer portal to bolster their team. Whiner. What a loser, dude. What a freaking loser. Whiner. God, wine, 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 wine. Wow. How about some cheese with that wine, you idiot? We build our team the right way. Well, congrats on building for second place, loser. We'll go ahead and win another national championship while you guys can worry about developing your talent, you pompous bitch. (laughs) Where's my lady from the plane, you bum? Come on. We're national championship. You bum. Hey, this is me to John Cook. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> that's how I, dude, like, are you kidding me? Like, come on, man. Like, that's like that after the game. That is very coach guy. Coach K did this. His team lost in the tournament to maybe, I don't, I don't know, it was Kentucky or somebody who had a bunch of one and duns. And then Coach K, like, that whole offseason was like, one and duns are so bad for the sport. It's ruining things. We like to keep our guys and develop our talent and have them here for a few years. And this is ruining college basketball. And then Kyrie Irving is like, I want to, I want to play at Duke. And then Coach K is like, Yeah, we'll take you. And then we win it. And then they win a national championship. And Coach K is like, Oh, one and duns great. Uh, what do you? It's fine. It's perfect for. I didn't like, say that. This is exactly what exactly what I'm getting. But John Cook already has used the transfer portal in sure. the past, so he's just like, dude. I mean, pot kettle, brother, pot kettle. My God. Apparently, uh, Fancy Boots said they have three transfer portal players. 
So they actually do use the transfer portal. Like, oh, what a that's a I, that's a guy who's just lost. I didn't think I'd get so worked up over volleyball in my life. Yeah, you sound like you're getting yeah. I'm like I'm like Sam Ellinger to Kyler Murray at midfield after the Texas OU game in 2018. Take the L P. Just get it over with. Oh my God. Just move on. Move on. Let's yeah, hear was, from uh scrimmage like that was not that uh, was not you... national championship worthy for Nebraska's effort yesterday. No. God, I wish you could hear this audio. I feel bad playing audio that you can't hear. Uh, we'll go one more. We won't play both. We'll go uh, Asia O'Neal here, who's one of the best players on this Texas volleyball team. Of course, the daughter of former NBA All-Star Jermaine O'Neal. Although at this point, Jermaine is Asia's father. It's not the other way around where yeah. Asia is Jermaine's daughter. It's Jermaine is now the father of Asia O'Neal. She's making a big-time name for herself. Back-to-back national champion of Texas. Uh, Texas was the underdog. Like, the last three matches, Texas was a two seed in the tournament. They beat three straight one seeds to win it all. They beat yep. Stanford in their regional to get to the final four. Then they beat a one seed Wisconsin in the national semi. Then obviously they beat the uh, overall number one in Nebraska yesterday. So they beat one, two, and three back to back to back three, one seeds in the tournament. Here's uh, Asia O'Neill talking about Texas embracing the underdog role this year. Yeah, I think it just goes back to the culture that Jared has created here. He puts the right people in this program, whether it's on the staff or the girls. And we've just built a culture where everyone loves each other and supports each other. And the whole year, um, we knew that because we had a rocky start, like we were the underdogs. And there was no pressure on us. Pressure was on every other team that we were playing because we were the lower-seeded team. So there wasn't the pressure of last year where, oh, my gosh, we have to do X, Y, and Z because we're number one. We were just able to play free, and we love each other, and we support one another. And throughout the whole year, it was just so fun. And this is probably the most joyous season I've ever had in my life. It was definitely challenging at times, but just today was an example. Like, everyone played free. Everyone had confidence in one another, and we were able to go out and take down some really incredible teams. Yeah, she just talked about how loose they were, right? They, they were playing free. Like, they had that underdog, oh, we've got nothing to lose mentality. And it worked. I mean, they they looked loose. Nebraska looked up tight. They were making a lot of mistakes yesterday. Yep. Uh, it doesn't take anything away from what Texas was doing. Texas was forcing them into those mistakes. But like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I watched a ton of Nebraska volleyball. But I watched their previous matches before the national championship, and like they looked they looked way calmer. They did not look calm. They looked uptight. They looked nervous. Like they were playing the champs. And uh, yeah, Texas looked like they had been there before, which of course they had because they won it all last year. And, uh, yeah, Texas was like, hey, let's just play free. Let's go out there and give it our best shot, and whatever happens, happens. And what happened was a sweep in another national championship. So awesome stuff for Texas volleyball. The tower was lit last night. Uh, looked like there were a lot of fans, too, who helped welcome the team back from Tampa. Really, really cool moment. And they're making us proud, man. Really, really Absolutely. cool. Fourth, fourth national championship for Texas volleyball. Third for head coach Jared Elliott. And, of course, uh, back-to-back championships for Longhorn Volleyball. Another banner coming to Gregory Gym next year. Pretty freaking cool, man. Hopefully the first of uh, a couple of national championships the Longhorns win over the span of the next month or so. But really, really happy for uh, for that team. And Jared Elliott, man, what can you say? What a job he has done as the head man for uh, for Texas Volleyball. Yeah, he's been great for a long, long time. I mean, I mean just the final fours that they had gotten to him. Sweet 16s. I mean, they've just been so good and so consistent. I mean, under his watch, they've been fabulous. Uh, Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, we'll take your thoughts. Hit us up on the uh, CODA text line, 512-222-9680.
888-900-9328. And also uh, the YouTube comment line as well. Shout out to all of you with us this morning. Thank you, Orlando, for the love. Thanks to everybody for being a part of our program today. By the way, if you're looking for some Texas volleyball gear, I bet our friends at Sue Patrick. Boy, do they have it have some for you they had some final four shirts so i'm sure they're going to get some national championship shirts in the store as well yeah they'll get the quick shipment of all those deals in but we know they've got sugar bowl shirts they've got i mean they got specials on hoodies anything you need when it comes to texas they've got it for sure yep. like roy orbison anything you want you got it you're, you're telling me all right how about uh dr eckert yeah dr eckert i've got to see dr eckert here before the new year's out i just need a I need a cleaning. I don't need anything else. Everything else is going good, Doc. So I need to go get these get these veneers polished up before I go down to New Orleans and jam down some of that good Cajun food. Oh. And with the big smiles when we see all the folks, all the Longhorn fans down there, maybe get a chance to see my daughter because she's going to get a couple of Syntex tickets so she can go to the Sugar Bowl since she's a graduate of LSU. Oh. That should be an, I know that should be an awful lot of fun. But uh, Dr. Greg Eckert, folks, he's absolutely the very best. All-star group professionals, general dentistry, most advanced work. Two times, two visits it took for me to get these veneers put in, and I love them. But if you're interested in having that great smile and you want to get it done in a day, how about dental implants? Give them a call. Find out if you're a candidate for dental implants at 512-345-3166. As I said, he's doing general dentistry, teeth cleaning, teeth whitening, tooth loss solution, of course. And folks, if you got a problem with your teeth and you're thinking, well, maybe I should wait until the new year. I know Christmas is next week. I know you've got this week, but you got a couple days in between uh, Christmas and New Year's. And if you want to get the, get something done and you've got the dental insurance, see if you can get an appointment with Dr. Eckert. There's no reason for you to go through the holidays hurting. You shouldn't have your teeth, shouldn't be bothering. You should be enjoying all the great food that you're going to be uh, sucking down over the next couple of weeks for sure. And Dr. Ecker would love to have you as a new patient for 2024. Just give him a call at 512-345-3166. He's had over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth, 28 years of business in Central Texas. He's our dentist. Should be your dentist also. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Doc U. Check out the work they're doing at Brain Vault as yes. well. Get that mouth guard for your kiddos playing any sport. Football. Getting, ready for that, getting ready for soccer, that spring soccer with those kids. Soccer, cheerleading, basketball, whatever. Get uh, that Brain Vault mouth guard and keep your loved ones safe. I've been using that as a night guard recently because I'm a grinder. You know, Are you? Yeah, I'm a gr- I work hard. I grind like I did when I was at Bar and Bot Mitzvahs in seventh grade. You know, I sure, dance grind. Sure. I also grind my teeth. So I'm using a brain vault night guard to make sure I don't do that anymore. I was thinking maybe you're falling out of the bed, slamming your head or slamming your head against the nightstand. It protect that against too. that too. Yeah, it would. Come on. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. All right. Shout out to Woods Comfort Systems as well. You yes, my wife got an, 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 I forget what it's called, an ionizer, an iodizer in our, in our whole filtration system here in the house. And the air is as clean as clean could be. You know, I always, PK, I had that little system that I'm going to give to you up in my room here. And it's a filter system. with the, It's got its own little filter in there, and it, and it worked. But now we have it throughout the entire household, thanks to Woods Comfort Systems. I mean, they brought it over. The guys came over. Travis was over. They installed it. And I can tell immediately my night's sleep. I'm knocked smooth out. You know, generally I hear the dogs barking. I'm out. I'm asleep. The air quality is magnificent in this house, and I want to thank Woods Comfort Systems for what they do. 
67 years of service in Central Texas. That is yep. a long time. Yes, Almost indeed. as old as I am. Almost. About halfway there. WoodcomfortSystems.com, <laughs> the best HVAC and plumbing services all throughout Central Texas. And like the Buck said, they've been getting it done for nearly seven decades now. They do incredible work. Speaking of incredible work, whatever they're doing at the Altstad Brewery, that's incredible yeah. work because they're putting out incredible beer. Love me some Altstad. My fridge is stocked with it for bowl season. Yours should be too. Also the holidays, man. If you got beer drinkers in your life and you're looking for that perfect stocking stuffer, show up with some Altstad. If you've got the holiday parties coming up this week and into the weekend, show up with some Altstad. Everyone's going to love you. It's the perfect secret Santa or white elephant gift. I don't know why the elephant's got to be white, but hey, that's a conversation for a different day. Uh, love the Altstad beer, man. So many different brews. Uh, I've got every single one. There's really not an Altstad I don't like. It's the only beer I drink nowadays. Like, I, I get mad now. I turn into a Karen when I go to a bar and they don't have Altstad there. It's like, what are we doing here? What do you sound like the Nebraska coach? Yeah, 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 yeah. We like to actually develop our beer. You guys should <laughs> just buy this old beer with you know, weird cans and whatever. No, Altstad beer, the best beer that you could find. If you've tried it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't tried it yet, you're missing out. One sip, and you won't go back to the uh, other beers that you've been drinking. In the past, it's Altstad beer. No impurities, no regrets. Uh, Buck, we have not talked about the Texans yet. How about that win for the Texans in Nashville? keeping their playoff hopes alive. The Texans were down by 13 points. Of course, no C.J. Stroud. They were playing with Case Keenum. They skipped Davis Mills, who's been the backup all year long, and they went to the third stringer, Case Keenum, because they're like, well, this guy's got experience. He's played in some big games before. Hell, he led your Vikings to an NFC championship. Yes, he did. Two years ago. They the went with the, uh, the, the veteran over the young guy, Davis Mills, and Case Keenum wasn't great, but he did enough. And the Texans, that's a big win for them, of course, keeping the postseason hopes alive, as I mentioned, but also to stick it to the freaking Titans who are wearing the Oilers jerseys. Oilers like, all over the stadium. All over the field. The fans were rocking the jerseys. Uh, they had the end zones painted with Oilers garb. I mean, it was just throwback day, and it was a total slap in the face to Houston football fans everywhere because it's such a joke that Nashville and the Titans get to claim the Oilers' history, even though all of that history belongs in Houston and it all happened in Houston. And for the Texans to get that win, big for a lot of different reasons, but I know Houston football fans are puffing their chest out a little bit because uh, they uh, they were able to beat the Titans when they were wearing those jerseys. Well, I told my wife that story. She was down on the Titans. She was down on that group. She goes, wait a minute. Why do they have this banners all over the place? What is that deal? That's not their stadium doesn't have that generally. Aren't they the Titans? Yeah. I'm like, well, they are really. But they were taking, I said, they were stealing their history. She goes, well, good they lost. Yep. Well, they were leaning into the Oilers' history, blowing a big lead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were. <laughs> I mean, they really did their best Oilers impersonation yesterday, uh, blowing a big lead to a team that they probably should have beaten. But, yeah, I, I think now, and J.J. Watt, of course, the best Texan in team history, tweeted out after the game, he's like, no, we, we now get it. We get the uniforms back. That's how it works. I don't make the rules. And I agree with them. The Texans, the city of Houston should have the history and the uniforms because that's really what people care about because those uniforms are freaking sweet. Uh, Houston should have that. Tennessee shouldn't have that. Because people forget when Bud Adams, that POS, moved the Oilers to Tennessee in the late 90s, Tennessee didn't want anything to do with the Oilers. Like no. they were, they were called the Tennessee Oilers for the first year, and the fans were pissed about that. They're like, 
F Houston. We don't want anything. We want to be our own franchise and our own team. Let's change the name. Like they wanted nothing to do with the Oilers. And then now they're like, oh yeah, no, we love the Oilers. We love that. That's us. That's our team. That's our history. Now it's BS, man. So glad the Texans won a little karma for Tennessee yesterday. Yeah. Why can't they wear those unis next year? I mean, is that, is that a copyright now? All of a sudden it belongs to, must be a copyright now. You can't do it. You can't flip around and then the, the true team actually wear them. It's probably copyrighted. Sorry. Yep. You didn't get to it first. Some knucklehead in their organization who's probably stealing all kinds of cash from them thought of it. Yeah, Tennessee's got the rights for it, so you know, the Texans can't wear them right now. But nice win for Houston. Kaimi Fairbairn, good to have him back. Drilling a 54-yard field goal at the end of overtime. We damn near had a tie in this game. I know, uh, it was getting close. Yeah, getting real close. But Fairbairn got the job done at the end. The Texans' defense, man, they were all over Will Levis. I think seven sacks, eight sacks. Oh, yeah, he took some hits, too. Neither O-line could block anybody yesterday. Both quarterbacks were running for their lives for uh, all five quarters of Texans-Titans. But even without Will Anderson, who did miss the game for the Texans, they were still able to get pressure. John Grenard had two and a half sacks. He was uh, awesome for that Houston defense. Malik Collins had a big day as well. Just, uh, yeah, the Texans' defense. So did man. Stingley it, it, back there in the secondary. Stingley was very good, He's yeah. If he can stay healthy, boy, is he good. He's a really talented player, man. That's never been the issue with him. Like, he's he's an all-world type of talent. He just uh, hasn't been able to stay on the field, both at LSU and in yep. his first couple of years in Houston. But, yeah, he was good yesterday. Texans run defense. Look, Derrick Henry, I said it last week, he had five straights. 100-yard games against the Texans. And I think over his last five games, he had averaged more than 200 yards a game rushing against the Texans. 16 carries, 9 yards. Wow, they held him in check, dude. Eric Henry. So, uh, yeah, the Texans, they would not be in the playoffs if the season ended today by rule of tiebreaker and by the fact that there are just so many good teams in the AFC right now. Uh, but once again, that, the Texans really, really needed that one to uh, to keep the dream alive. And the hope is they get C.J. Stroud back down the stretch. And now it's it's almost going to be disappointing if the Texans don't find their way into the postseason. Isn't I know. It? Which is crazy to think about, considering they were expected to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. Uh, now they've put themselves in a position at 8-6 and six to where it's like, no, they've got a legitimate shot here with three weeks to go. Yeah, there are some, there are some teams that, I mean, the AFC is just loaded. Just like you said, I mean... They're either loaded or the teams are evenly matched with the losses too. I mean, it's just it's a it's a it's a tough conference. Don't have to worry about Aaron Rodgers. Your group is not going to be there, so you can now start mm-hmm. stop all that. I'll be back. I'll be back. Crap, you're yeah. not going to come back there. Yeah, nice show, the Jets. Way to go, New York. You're not. They're not coming back to that. No, he doesn't want to do that. No, they're. I think they got eliminated from playoff contention yesterday. So now there is zero point. There already felt like there was not much of a point to right. Rodgers coming back. Now it's zero point for him. Who's right. in there now? It's Cleveland. Yeah, well, that's who the Texans play next week in Houston. It's a huge game. Uh, the Texans end with Browns at home, Titans at home, and then at Colts. They probably need two of those to mm-hmm. feel good about making the playoffs. But yeah, two teams that they're competing with in the AFC. Cleveland and Indy, obviously Tennessee's out of it. They're five and nine, and I think they got eliminated yesterday by losing to the Texans. Uh, but yeah, no, not only do two Texans wins against those teams help them, but they also hurt the guys that they're going up against. So 
little double whammy there, but Houston's there. This is what every Texans fan wanted. Like be in the mix. That's right. In the mix in the month of December and we'll see what happens. And yeah, the Texans, uh, they've already hit their Vegas over. They're having a great year. And obviously it feels like the future is so bright with CJ Stroud at quarterback and D'Amico Ryan's at head coach. Sometimes it takes guys a few years to figure it out at this level. It hadn't taken those dudes time to figure it out at all. That's a big time win too for D'Amico without CJ Stroud and his defense doing what it did against Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Uh, big time, big time, big time, big time. Yeah. I don't know what Mike Tomlin's going to do because I, with my cousin, I had the Steelers over the Colts and God, the Steelers are horrible. That offense is so bad. They were up 13 to nothing in that game. Yeah, they started. They were they they took a quick lead and they just disappeared. That offense just stops. Yeah. And now their defense is starting to play bad too. That's and that's not like that group. No. They gave up 30 to Gardner Minshew. 30 unanswered. Gardner Minshew. To the mustache man who's having a great year. Well, Shane Steichen and Indy's got to be in that coach of the year mix sure. as well. D'Amico still got my vote especially if the Texans make the playoff. Uh, but Steichen's got to be there, too. Uh, if the Colts get in, maybe if the Colts make the playoffs and the Texans don't, Steichen gets the nod over to Miko because those are two teams that uh, had top five picks last mm-hmm. year. And for Steichen, his rookie quarterback got hurt. Right, Anthony Richardson hasn't played since, like, week three. It's been a backup quarterback who Gardner Minshew is better than some starters, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, what the Colts have done has been very, very impressive. But you're right, with Pittsburgh, the streak's got to be over, right? The Tomlin not having a losing season streak. How many games to go? Three or two? Two. Three. Three games left. They're seven and seven right now, so they've got to go two and one. They've got home Cincy at mm. Seattle. No, they're not going to win that game. At Baltimore, they're going to go. Over. Look, they're going to go over, yeah. over for the end. Yeah, they're going to go seven and ten this year. All they had to do was beat New England and Arizona at home. That was two two-win teams. They win those two. They get to nine wins. And then the streak stays alive. And, hell, maybe they make the playoffs. But they lost those. Now they're actually playing good teams in the last month of the year. They are uh, they are cooked. They're done. They're going to be looking for a quarterback all over again, too. Yeah, They, they may be it. looking for a new head coach all over again, too. Are they going to fire Tomlin? They don't fire coaches there, though. That's not what they do in Pittsburgh. They want to quit. Oof. I don't know. I don't know if he wants to quit, although I feel like he could get another job if he really wanted to. He could be going. He could be the guy going to Chargers. They need someone to go over to that defense of theirs. They need an offensive coach, I think, to make sure Herbert works. Well, that's the deal. You can't. If you've got that guy as your quarterback, defensive coach is not. That's not going to work. Right, 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 right. So we'll see what happens there. Um, NFL, you want to give a 5,000-unit play on this NFL game tonight, or are you staying away? Who is it tonight again? Eagles at Seahawks. I'll take Seahawks for 5,000 units. Oh, no. Why did I ask you that? Yes. You? They're not bouncing back. The Eagles got real problems. Dude. And that little ball head, that ball head wide receiver will have a field day against that secondary. We have we as Cowboys fans have had a rough enough weekend. Why are you doing this? Why are you guaranteeing an Eagles win on Monday night? No, that they're not winning. Seahawks are winning this at home. Gino might not play. Do you want? I'll, I'll let you know that. Just so you know, and who's their backup? Oh no, not that cat. Your lock. Um, Secure the bag. True. You sure, lock. you want it? Really? No, nah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do no, it. No, I don't like Monday nights. <laughs> Monday night games have sucked. 
Seahawks have a chance. Seahawks have a chance. All right, one final Don't word. I'll take the victory, though. That's not how this works. Are you sure? Positive. Like it should be that way. No, no. Unless, hey, if you want to put 5,000 units on, you've got to no, never admit no. it to declare. Don't want it. All right, then you don't get it. All right, Top Gun, rentals and lawn equipment. Yes. Love those folks. Uh, if you've got a project that you need to tackle at home or at your place of business, Top Gun's got the tools to make it happen for rent or for sale. Uh, they've got the biggest selection, all of the best brands, great prices, phenomenal service. They've got you covered. So if you've been putting off, uh, you know, whatever you need to do at home, don't put it off any longer. Top Gun can make sure you can get the job done and done fast. Two Austin area locations, up north in Anderson Square, down south on South First. They're moving, uh, they're moving to Buda. They're moving to Buda after the new year. More details on that a little bit later. But right now, yeah, check them out. Anderson Square or South First Street. It's topgun.net. They will shoot you straight. And don't forget, we'll be at Sue Patrick on Thursday, y'all. Um, they're located at 5222 Burnett Road, and they've got all the gear that you need. Go to suepatrick.com for more information. And believe me, they'll have volleyball stuff there. They'll have all they'll have the, I love the Sugar Bowl shirt. I love the, the crazy colors of Mardi Gras on top of the orange. I, I really do. I didn't I didn't think I'd like the way that looked. That looks fantastic. Yeah. You know, the the purple and the gold and stuff. That's a good look. And they've got those t-shirts. I love those t-shirts. And I think we'll be there when the stores open this time. Yes. I think uh we might be doing the Trey and BK show with a guest appearance from Bucky uh from twelve to one on Thursday. But we'll give y'all more info as we get a little closer. Appreciate those folks. Speaking of guys who will shoot you straight, well, it's probably not these two, actually. Not really. Hey, Sue Patrick. Bob Cole, Sue Patrick. Yeah. Come on in, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. They got everything. Yes. Oh, you'll love it, honey. Uh, Bob Cole is with us this morning, along with Rodney Rodriguez. You wouldn't, oh, get, you you wouldn't get out of that store with less than five hundred spent wags if you went over there. Hey, it's you know what? Helpful. You ain't taking Seattle tonight, guys. You're no. not taking it. Hey, no. you know who secured the bag? You know who really did secure the bag? Who? Drew Locke. He secured the bag? Yeah. He, oh, he, def awful. he definitely secured the bag. Look at that. That is Mrs. Locke, and they are expecting. They have uh, one little like Drew Locke and Mrs. Locke on the way. So this is Natalie Locke, and she is she was like my one of my top followers on Instagram, but she's been secured. Nothing's happening with Natalie. She's not coming. She's you're, not going to marry me anymore. So. You're also, you're, no, she never was. What are you talking about? She's not going to marry me anymore. She <laughs> never was going to marry you. You're also secured. Yes, you're, you're, your yeah. bag is secured. Your sack is secured, too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Sack yeah. is drained you're and not working. By the way, it looks like Drew Locke secured two bags. Yeah, um, really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, definitely, definitely two bags. By the way, and isn't isn't it going to be uh, Marcus Mariotto tonight, possibly for um, Philadelphia? Mm -hmm. I, I think uh, um, Hertz questionable is, so far. Or now he's going to game time decision. Uh -oh. Another I mean, GTD. Not playing. Yeah, he's, he's uh, not playing. They said he's his sickness is getting worse. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know if he has a shits or he's what's got wrong. The flu. I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. He's not saying that enough. He needs to say that more because well, I'll never have the flu. After, after watching the else. Cowboys yesterday, I hope he has a damn flu because, holy moly, I think the Cowboys had the flu. No, Mike McCarthy was having chili on the sideline. You see him with the Wendy's cup having I chili? Saw that, man. I Isn't saw that, that unbelievable? What's the head coach doing having chili? 
I could see if it's cocoa or if it's coke. But how does a dude get a who, who sends and brings him chili to the side? Look at that. Isn't that a Wendy's cup of chili right there, Wags? No, I, I thought it was a dip. I, I thought he was spitting in it. I didn't see him drinking from it. I thought he was, like, having a dip or whatever and having a spit cup. And I was like, man, you ain't got a bottle? That's the first thing I thought. I didn't know he was drinking something. But, yeah, that, I mean, that that kind of makes sense. I mean, hot, you ever heard of hot wets or something like that where you're just drinking the chicken broth or whatnot, like, to stay warm? <laughs> Dude, but you don't drink chili, I don't think. I mean, aren't there, aren't there beans and meat and shit like that coming out of that thing? If you're from the East Coast, there's... There's beans oh, and meat in it. Here comes the beans. Now, yeah. look, because I got in trouble for that. Somebody actually tried to fight me, dude. It, it, I, like, at the University of Texas, my senior year, somebody's, like, described chili to me. And I said, I mean, you throw some kidney beans in there? Nah, man, that's beans. You want you want chili, man, you throw meat in there. It's just nothing yeah. but meat. And I'm like, are you serious? How, where yeah, do you I'm get not, your no filling? Right? You're just sitting there eating meat, eating shit from the 7-Eleven? <laughs> Hey, like I could I can take a, that's the first thing I thought about was the beef coming out of the 7-Eleven dispensary because that's all I put on my nachos when I go to 7-Eleven is the, nice. is the, the beef and the nacho cheese, dude. That's it. I didn't even right. Think about the nachos at 7-Eleven. Nice got to get my G fuel when I go to 7-Eleven, too, man. Got to stock up. Yeah. Yes, they indeed. need Olipop. They need Olipop. There we go. Cherry Cola. Cherry Cola today. Sherry I think we hit them all, gentlemen. I think we hit them all in that two little, uh, that two little stretch there. We almost got all of our sponsors. <laughs> there you go. All right, fellas. It's good to see well, you guys Saturday, man. It was great. Yeah, to man, see absolutely, you. man. It's BK put on. Uh, you, you and BK put a great soiree on, man. It was fantastic. You had fun. I love showing my wife off to you guys. That's fantastic. You me did too. show her off. You did. You were spinning around a little bit. Wow. Tried to give, tried yeah. to give her a little twirl and everything. She wasn't having it, man. That a was at dip. the special house. That was a special house there, the Sunday wow. house. How'd you like? How'd you like how my wife made her appearance? Wipe yeah, it out. Wags, wags tripped her. <laughs> I didn't trip her. You sure you didn't trip her? No, I didn't trip her. She wanted to sit on my lap. You oh, okay. She did that on her own. She did that on her own. She's like, oh, there, there was a hole in the floor. I'm like, well, maybe it's all that Jack Daniels you had before you got here. <laughs> <laughs> you Which one? All day. <laughs> she drove out of there, Rodney. Which one of you guys? I thought, I thought you were the one that was more hammered. She did drive. That's right. I was over there looking for the car, and she's like, we valeted it, dumbass. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Well, there you go. That's good. Good food, man. Good food. It was. Chicken and waffles, I'm, man. I'm doing chicken and waffles. Next place. Next time I go to some place that is known for chicken and waffles, I'm having it because I've did never had it Did all of us before. get the chicken and waffles? No. I my ass was eating stupid trout in the middle of the afternoon. Trout? I thought I was at the stream or something. Oh, well. Well, <laughs> at, least, at least KD finally got there. At least KD finally showed up. He did. Hopefully, they it was a great time, man. It was fantastic. The first Christmas soiree, man, or holiday soiree, whichever you want to call oh, yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah. Can't wait to go to New Orleans with you boys. It's going to be fun. All right. Yeah, hopefully, right. We, I've hopefully get, we don't I've get arrested. Get that's, that's the one thing. Smash right. time. All right, boom, boom.